The views expressed on the previous programs are those of the hosts, guests, Don't and be callers, so sure, and Joe. do not reflect those of the Everybody's out. group, its staff, advertisers, or No agents. more George. You're listening to South Florida Sports Thanks, George. Bye-bye. WQAM, Miami, Fort Lauderdale. Yeah, I like that. 560-WQAM presents The Neil Rogers Show. To talk to Neil, dial 5670560 in Dade and Broward. In other counties, call toll-free 877-785-NEIL no or pound 560 on your AT&T and Verizon wireless phones. The your opinions phone, expressed Neil, by Neil, his guests, or his colleagues do yeah, not represent right. those of WQAM management, staff, or sponsors. Now, the Neil Rogers Show on 560 WQAM. going to be a real pleasant show, not... Hey, there we go. Hey, y'all, my name is Class Eugene Thomas, President Bush's nominee for the Supreme Court. And you know, there's lots of people out there that think just because I smoked a little marijuana when I was in college, yeah, it wasn't nothing but a pen joint, well, maybe a cigar side joint, I don't remember, y'all, that they don't think I'm fit to be on the Supreme Court. Yeah, I got the munchies. Let's do this quick and get out of here. I want to set y'all straight. When I start reviewing the law, I don't just review the law. Hell, y'all. I be talking. And I talk it to the east. And I talk it to the west. And I talk it while I look up Sandra Day O'Connor's dress. I be talking. <laughs> Let's go burn one, y'all. Yeah, burn this. 1001 at 560 WQAM. So we tried to tell you. We tried all week long to uh, lay on to you what was going on here. And a whole bunch of you, oh, no, we know this is just part of the old shtick. And this is all just quit milking all of this. Flea is with us today. Yep. And Flea would like to share with you all the cash he's getting paid to do this uh, extra duty on this show. Yeah, which would be zero. Oh! Yeah, the big... See, I find that just incomprehensible. I saw, you know, I thought the same thing. The fact that anybody would say, you know what, basically it boils down to they're saying that producing the Neil Rogers show is worth nothing. That's what they're saying. Well. Now, do they have to make you an offer you couldn't refuse? In other words, uh, the pay, extra pay is zero and you will do it. Right. Or, bye-bye. Kind of like that. You know, it's one of those situations where, with uh, if another wave of cuts come, hmm. Yeah. Who could be next in line if you don't do it? Who's going to wave bye-bye next? Right. Well, here's a message from George to the audience that he emailed me this morning at 8.54 a.m. He says, I've been getting a lot of emails I still can't send from my phone. And the computer I used at the station isn't hooked up yet. I don't know when I'll have time to connect it to respond to all these people who are saying some really nice things. I'm using the webmail feature of the account to write this and respond to the emails that come in from this point on, but the older emails are on the other computer. I don't want people to think I'm ignoring them. I'll be sending a generic thank you back to many of them as I possibly can as soon as I get that computer working, but I don't know when that'll be. Could you please thank all these really nice people for me and apologize for not being able to get back to them sooner? Thanks, George. How do you like that? That was for nice. real mensch. Yeah. So thanks to all you nice people for all the stuff you're sending to George. Because he won't be on the air here no more. My phone rang about 2.20 yesterday afternoon. I was sitting down in the lobby mm -hmm. waiting for Paco to go to lunch. And the phone rang, and it was George. He said, I'm fired. Hmm. Yeah, he sent me a text. At 2 o'clock, Joe Bell and Clarence 
cornered him in the hall on the way out of there, I guess. Ushered him into Clarence's office, and Joe shook his hand to tell him how much he likes him and how much he appreciates his work on the air, but it's, you know, budgetary cuts. Cut, 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 cut. I think they ought to shut the damn thing down. Look at all the money they'll save then. Just pay off the people under contract, not to mention anybody uh, by name. And shut her down. Get her done and shut her down. Look alive, Marino. If I, if I ever see that again, I'm going to kill somebody. I, I don't know why. <laughs> that that just bugs me. You know the spot I'm talking about? Yeah. Look alive, Marino. Yeah, and do they have to share the food in those commercials? It makes it look horrible. Now stop. Sorry. See, you're, we're just starting, and already in the first couple minutes, you're like digging a grave for yourself. I'm negative. I know. I'm sorry. Maybe that's one. Of, no, it's not got to do with negative. It's got to do with dollars and cents. Maybe they advertise on the station putrid system. I don't know. But you do have a good point. I've said that many times. If you can't make it look good and really edible and yummy on TV, then how can it be in person? Yeah, and don't show it at least. Jesus. God, let me just use my imagination of how pot roast from a box looks like, you know? <laughs> Stop and think about that. How does pot roast in a box look like? But at any rate, look alive, Marino. Come on, Danny. Tommy in Miami says, I've been a loyal listener since my early 20s and now my 40s. I've heard the management battles over the years, but this one, boy, sure shines a light on incompetence, bulldoggery, and I'd say target practice on a personal level coming from management slash ownership. Neil, I'll still be listening to you, God. Oh, you're the one. Thanks, Tommy. He's the one that's still going to be listening. But come summertime, I don't know what I'll do without that George... If it comes to his firing, well, it did. Talented, young at heart, well-read, well-spoken, current on pop culture, outspoken on local and national issues. Sorry for the suck-upping wording. The Neil and George camaraderie will be sourly missed. Yep. You are all beacons, man. Salvation in the sucking whirlpool of sports all day, every hour, every radio station, says Tommy in Miami. Amen, Tommy. Thanks. Boy, it is so hot in here, I'm going to have to crack a window. The A.C. goes on later today, though. Boy, thank God. It's the only way I'm going to survive. Here's one from Mark. Dear Neil, dear George. I just returned from living in Holland, and this is the first thing I did after going through withdrawals I was putting, was putting on your show. It's been the only salve to the lunatic journalism and madcap reality I know is America. By the way, how's that uh, swine flu thing coming? I think it's over. Oh. People aren't dropping like flies? No. We're not all going to die by the end of the month? Mm-mm. George, thank you for making the Neil Rogers Show complete, though it's beyond my control to have Joe Bell subjected to extraordinary rendition. You've become a top-notch radio talent. I hope you remain with the field. I look forward to your future success in turning, tuning into you again. All the best, Mark. Well, if George lands a gig on the air somewhere, I'll be the first one to tell you where it is, even if it's right opposite us, even if it's middays on 850 WFTL. There you go. I wouldn't wish that on him. James Crystal Radio. I mean, that, that's an oxymoron, James Crystal Radio. There's nothing radio-ish about that company or about Steve Lappa or any of those losers over there. they got no money, no numbers. they got nothing. they got a pretty good signal there on 850. Nobody listens to it. Yeah. And Mifo's on 640, which don't even show up in the book. Doesn't even, it doesn't even get listed. Wow. That means oh, point oh. like that. A lot of those shows going around in this market now. A lot of crap. Oh, here we go. Oh, yeah. Crazy person. Percy in Miami Lakes writes, Neil, I've been a fan of your show since the WNWS days. You are truly a South Florida radio treasure. I know you've been making a ton of money all these years. Where's all that money gone? By now you should have had a package stashed away big enough to choke an elephant. 
Stop putting up with all this BS and buy your own radio station. You obviously know what it takes to run a successful station. P.S. Sorry to hear about George. He'll land on his feet. If I had the money to buy myself my own radio station, you think I'd be sitting here right now? Right. Crazy person, Percy. You're a, you're a lunatic. All these people are experts. Oh, you certainly have stashed away a zillion dollars, and why don't you buy your own station? Why don't you buy a, a brain, Percy? Here's one that says, what a bunch of crap, Neil. What's happened to radio? Is revenue down by that much, or is it just an excuse? I don't know. Is it, is it down by that much? you got a better idea than I do. Um, it's down. Well, what kind of an answer was that? I don't know what percentage it's down. I know in some, uh, I think, was it uh, Lincoln Financial said they were down about 30%. Yeah. But this company turned a profit in the first quarter, 8000 8, bucks or something like that. <laughs> I know. Could make more on the street corner. Spare some change, mister? Get a nice big tan, tin can. Put the Beasleys out there. Put Carolyn out there on the street corner. Spare some change, mister? Have a nice day, eh? Robert Pauly's dead. Well, I'll tell you one thing. The emails sure aren't pouring in today. No. Neil at neilrogers.com. They are not pouring in. I'm sure you'll get some good hate ones later about me. Really? I, I would imagine. Oh, and wait wait till Brandon finds out who's going to be filling in for you. Well, for me, when I'm on vacation and you're working and doing this part of the show. Oh, yeah. He'll be real mad. Josh Cordes. Flea and Cordes. Wow. Which I'm a little bit relieved because I thought you were going to tell me, oh, well, probably a, uh, uh, probably a Clarence will stick the beast in here or something like that. No way, Jose. No effing way. Just remember I told you that. Okay. It's not personal. It's business. He doesn't belong on the air to say, to, to squeal hello. To squeak. <laughs> well, we got a lot of squeakers on this station, including you. You're a squeaker. Yeah, pretty much. <coughs> the Dow's up 30 points. Robert Pauly is dead. The cause was lung and heart failure, his son Robert Pauly Jr. said. Mr. Pauly was president of ABC Radio in 1961 when the network was ailing. He reinvigorated it in part by emphasizing live events, especially sports. He paid for the broadcasting rights to sporting events like the classic 64 boxing match between Sonny Liston and Cassius Clay, a.k.a. Muhammad Ali. Estimates put the radio audience for that fight at 75 million. Earlier in 1960, Mr. Pauly had scored a coup by hiring a little-known sports announcer named Howard Cosell, mm. then broadcasting news about Little League Baseball. Mr. Cosell became celebrated for his provocative commentary. Robert Reinhold Pauly, he's dead. He was, um, how old was he? I don't know. He was born in 1923. That makes him 86. Wow. Wow what? 86, that's a good long life. Yeah, it looked a good long life. I wouldn't mind 86. That'd give me another 20 years. Yeah. Although working for these people, I, I have my doubts. Yeah, you lost probably about five years just in the last week. I would think so. I think that's the game plan. Kill the old fag. Murder the old son of a bitch. I think that's what they have in mind. When in doubt, stress them out. Because for diabetes, there are a few things worse than stress. Ice cream? Byron Pegg and Mustard the Wonder Dog in Meridian, Idaho chimed in. This sucks. Joe Bell sucks. They take something that works and mess with it. Hope George gets a job very soon. This sucks, it says, with a whole bunch of exclamation points. Mark in Miami says, I love you and your show, but this is the last straw. How do you like that? Hmm. The last straw. Oh, I don't think they're going to beat you up. I think they're going to beat me up all day. Oh, you could have done this and you should have walked out. 
You yeah. should have walked out. You should have done more. P.R. Ralph says, I'll miss George, but I'm a loyal listener for 15 years. I'll see what happens in the summer. And now George will hang with your useless agent, Norma Jean Kent, and smoke together since George has no money for it. Because a friend with weed is a friend in need. And again, we'll see this summer issues and, and the numbers, etc. Yeah, we'll see this summer. Yeah. Well, what does that mean? I got uh, big shoes to fill. Fursky, yes, you do. Yeah. Fursky says, I just don't even know what to say. I feel like a good friend has left. This is just a shame. Keep your head up. Sorry, George. Good luck, Flea, it says. Well, there you go. Good luck, Flea. That's nice. See, these people that are writing about the ratings and George did this and George did that, obviously they're right, but they don't understand. They don't care about the ratings. This isn't about ratings. This is about being niggardly, if I can say that. Can I say that word? I think niggardly. so. Niggardly. Yeah. Cutting and cutting and cutting and slicing and dicing and chopping to the point where they haven't got money for anything. And if they're in such dire straits, I say shut the damn thing off. That night they got a, like a zero-point-something share. What is it, zero-point-three, something like that from 7 to midnight? Shut the thing down. Shut her down, baby. Get her done and shut her down. And look alive, Marino. Listening to Neil Rogers. Well, here we go again. On South Florida's Sports Leader, 560 QA. Neil Rogers got. New at GM, the groundbreaking bankruptcy 0% finance deal of a lifetime. Get a sleek new 2009 GM car for 0% financing. Pay for only three months, then our credit department will be wiped clean along with your debt, and the car will be yours to keep. The new GM bankruptcy 0% finance deal. We're all going under, so lose the ethics and come grab some great. While the inventory lasts. 10:18 at 560 WQAM. Here's uh, Tom Jacob. Although this isn't the real one. Okay. This is the fake Tom Jacob. Well, I know. It says I'm posting this. Neil lost his longtime producer of 19 years, George Rodriguez, who was let go from WQAM yesterday. Neil's new producer is Lee Flea Feldman. WGM general manager Joe Bell says George's release was economic driven. George was making more than most producers because he did a lot more, including filling in for Neil more than 60 days a year. This could be a backdoor attempt to get Neil to quit, but I doubt that will happen, fake Tommy says. No one as smart as Neil and making that kind of money he does walks out in the snit. That's correct. Mm -hmm. No one with any desire to survive, okay, especially during these brutal, nasty, rotten times. And fat man after dark, which you should only croak, writes me this. So you're going to just let Norm Kent screw up again and allow WQM to be in breach of your contract? Here's an expert on my contract and my life and George's life and everything at QAM. <laughs> Fat man after dark my ass. A guy without even a real name. Or did they give you your consent to have another producer come out of the... Did you give them? No, I did not give them my consent. Specifically did not. Nope. Fought it tooth and nail. Everything I could do. Nothing personal with Flea. As you know, I fought it tooth and nail. Yep. Right to the end. You did. And I didn't take it personal. If you didn't, then they're in breach of your contract. You need to do something about it. Do you have no sense of loyalty to someone who is... Now, here's a guy who knows what's in my contract. Not. See, I always was under the impression that George was completely safe all these years. And then come to find out the contract is so poorly and loosely worded that he's not and wasn't and is gone. Do you have no sense of loyalty to someone who was the first line of defense against all the nonsense of the station while you were safely in Toronto? He took the bullet for you and you don't even care, do you? All you care about is your next trip to Woodbine. Disgusting. This is my last line of communication with you. I listened in to hear what George's situation was, but now I'll be finding someone else to invest my time in. You broke our hearts, Neil. Well, guess what, fat man after dark? That's my comment to you. Drop dead.
I did this. I didn't do that. What, what the hell does he know? It's a radio show. What the hell does he know what went on behind the scenes? Nothing. And how much crap I went through and how much grief and service and screaming and gnashing and yelling and carrying on and how many phone calls and et cetera. The Phantom, not even the Phantom Informer, but another fake Phantom. Mm -hmm. I've been a loyal listener since the days of Barbara Capitman, spelled wrong, Casino Stan, and the uh, Swap Shop Elephant with Gilbert. I'm 47 years old. I'm saddened to hear that George was fired with a whole bunch of Ds. George is a great guy and a sincere person. I blame Norma Elliott Kent. He's incompetent. Best regards, the Phantom. Yeah, Phantom, I asked. And you thought you were going to be on the receiving end of all the crap. It's going to be me. Flea. Yeah. Did, oh, wait a minute. I had you chopped off there. Uh-oh. I had your pot closed. Maybe that was an act of God. <laughs> Cliff says, sorry, buddy, we don't skate with broke men. Sincerely, roller derby girls. Ah, ha, ha. Whoa. Brandon says, I know you like to use the word scandalous, but what happened yesterday afternoon is just downright sad. I really doubt cutting George loose was going to put the station in the black. But there always seems to be money to move to a new station instead of try to make improvements to the old one. And it's always the good people that the bad things happen to. Hank, Ken, Eddie, and George. You have people like your general manager keep getting pats on the back. And Flea, you sure do have some serious shoes to fill. Your entire body couldn't fill one of George's shoes. How do you like that? Are you that small? Are you like a munchkin? <laughs> I'm small, sure. And while typing this message, a spot aired over the stream playing a clip of you from a previous show. And there was George chiming in, in the background. Brandon, Brandon's really P.O.'d. He don't want to say the real reason he's P.O.'d is because he heard Cordis is going to be yeah. doing with you on these shows. Well, I have a new word that you can use if you want. Someone called Joe Beldis in an email. Yes. And I checked and we're allowed to use it, according to Clarence. Because we can't say D-bag, mm -hmm. but you can say douche nozzle. Yeah, oh, I know. Okay. They used that. That, that was... Um... Someone called Joe Bell a douche nozzle in, yeah, the, I know. in an email. Yeah, we had that yesterday, a couple of them. <laughs> Douche nozzle. <laughs> Sal says, I hate to see anyone lose their job in this sucky economy. I'm one of those who never listened to George when you were on vacation. Thought he had a can't-be-bothered attitude and contributed nothing to the show. In fact, whenever he opened his mouth, he brought your show down. Won't miss him a bit. And no, whoever the new guy is does not have big shoes to fill. He just needs to run the board, do his job, and let you do your show. Lawyer listeners since 79, love you, Neil, says Sal. Well, that's a little nasty, Sal. A little bit. Very nasty. Wow, that's bullshit, says somebody. Been listening for 14 years and can't believe you guys are a team. And uh, as a follow-up, George has already missed. Well, I'm sure of that. He's missed by me. Yeah. Here's one that says, couldn't those bastards let George finish the week? Heartless. Hate you, Joe. Yeah, well, what was the deal of firing somebody on a Wednesday afternoon? What's that? I'm not sure how that all went down. I don't, I mean. Sure you are. I really don't. I mean. It was kind of painful to watch, so it was kind of good that they ended it, I guess. But, yeah, why not let him finish out the week? Yeah, I, I told Clarence when he called me yesterday afternoon to give me the bad news as if I hadn't already heard from George. I told him, I said, this was done so badly and so poorly. Typical QAM fashion. Typical Beasley style. Put the rumors out. Let everybody uh, twist and hang in the wind. Let, every, let George, uh, you know, gnash his teeth and wonder uh, which minute was going to be his last. And then uh, all of a sudden, hey, you're fired. Done very badly and poorly. How come everybody else in the building knew about it and not him? I don't know. Because he told me yesterday when he was starting to pack up all his crap, he said, well, everybody is telling me that uh, this is my last day. On a Wednesday. The fake Jim Sarney says when all these firings started happening at QM, it was easy to say the economy was to blame. Now after round two, round three, and round four cuts, etc., I started to wonder. 
I did some digging. I've heard through the grapevine that Beasley clan are aggressively looking to sell QAM. Oh, please, please. Pretty please. I know there have been rumors before, but this time they want out. I'm not sure if the climate is favorable right now to sell a radio station worth millions of dollars with millions of dollars in overhead, but the word on the street is they're looking to sell now. I have my big Preakness party planned, says the fake Jim Sarney. I'm even more excited about the prospects of racing back at Hialeah. I miss the days when Jick and I used to go flamingo tipping. What, what is that, flamingo tipping? I have no idea. I was going to ask you. I remember the flamingos. Uh, they would blow the whistle and they would all, like, fart or something like that. They'd all line up to eat. They had a trainer out there in the infield with the flamingos. And he would blow a whistle and they'd all, like, goose step in line to get ready to be fed. Huh. Never saw the flamingos at Hialeah? No. Well, I'll be damned. I thought you knew something. Brian in West Palm Beach says, I'm really pissed off about George getting the Schmidt can. I listen to QM from 7 a.m. to 3.30 p.m. during the week and quite a bit on the weekends. My protest will be dumping the station with the exception of your show. Station management won't care, but I will have some sense of satisfaction. Best of luck, George, says Brian. Thanks, Brian. Here's one that says, Hey, Uncle Neil, can't believe George has been added to the list. Here in Palm Beach County, two radio guys, Tim the Birdman Bird of Cool 105.5 and Keith Van Allen of the Gator 98.7 both got canned. Queer Channel must really be hurting. Screw them. Kenny and George, who's next? Oh, how I long for the days of Tiger Radio when South Florida was a nice place to call home, says Jim in Boynton. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When it was a nice place to call home. It sure isn't today, I'll tell you that. Keith says, I wasn't one of the folks you were mentioning. It was under the impression that this was this last week of discussion regarding George's pending termination with Shtick. Even so, I was holding out hope that QM management might have a bout of temporary sanity and not go through with their latest display of incompetence. How unfortunate for you, George, and the audience that they decided to behave in their normal manner. It shouldn't be shocking, yet still it is. Right. Your description of management seems to be accurate. Niggardly, reluctant to give or spend, stingy, miserly. Best of luck to George and tell Jolly Joe to put a douche nozzle up his joist hole, says Keith. How do you like that? <laughs> douche nozzle up your joist hole. Wow. You joicing joist you. You think I'm going to be able to survive four hours of this? I mean, the last three days have been draining at best, just draining. By yeah. the end of each day, I feel like, like, a, like a sponge that's been squeezed and squoze and... You know what I mean? Yeah, it's been painful. Painful. And the pain is... Uh, and the fat man after dark, drop dead, you fat tub of garbage. Oh, Idiot. You're listening to Neil Rogers. Well, How could you do again. this, Neil? How could you sit back? Aren't you going to... 560 QAM. Oh, God. I'm looking at the white whale. It is all Celine. You're working with a guy named Hani Salam. Ah! Thought you didn't believe in torture, Hani Pasha. Watch and learn, my dear. What do you do here? I'm a political advisor. This is a part of the world where friendship matters. My sister's going to want to meet you. The Brothers of Awareness. They invented who wants to be. I have an agent of the CIA. Light is on you. Ain't <laughs> nobody likes the Middle East, buddy. Maybe that's the problem right there. Wow. That was it, huh? Yeah, what the hell was that? I don't know. Real hilarious, real hysterical. Anyway, all you people it. that want to punish me, thank you so much. This is this is what I love about people. After all these years, wait wait to hear this one that I'm printing out right now. Okay. After 30 years of listening to the show, uh, I'm out. Here it is. Mark, after almost 30 years, I'm going to sign off from your show. After following the BS the last few days, I have to say that the firing of George is just another, another nail in Neil Rogers' coffin. 
I very much enjoyed listening to George as he added a really good balance to your show. He added a really great reason to listen. I enjoy listening to you, but nothing comes without pain. WQM has to learn that consequences do exist for every action they take. A lot of people will say nice things about George, but keep listening. That just perpetuates the dismantling of good entertainment and destroys people's lives. I wish you continued success, but it'll have to be without me, Mark. Well, thanks, Mark. Bye-bye. How do you like that? It's rude. Want to punish me because they can't George and they're screwing everybody's life. In fact, when I got that call weeks ago from Joe Bell giving me a song to dance about how he wanted to terminate George, and I said, this is a married man with a family to support. And, of course, they don't care about that. No. They don't care about you. They don't care about me. They don't care about George, his wife, his family. They don't care about anybody. They didn't care about Ken Malden, the Humper, Eddie Kay. They don't care about people. People don't count in business anymore. And the fact that they lost all that money on the Dolphins and on the uh, Marlins and all this crap for years and years and years, that's not my fault. They never lost money on this show. Nope. Lost their ass on the Marlins a million bucks a year until they finally uh, unloaded it. Yeah. This is a, here. This is typical. Be for real, Neil. This has to be a stunt. George and Flea are probably getting the two to six hours, says Mike in Hollywood. You're an idiot, Mike. This has to be a stunt. Yeah. Tune in tomorrow and see if George is here. Tune in on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. He won't be here. Brandon even says, I think my anger for Cordis has passed. It's very clear there are much more pressing things to be pissed off about. boy, Brandon. Now, if Brandon's willing to even let go with his hatred for Cordis, that goes to show you how P.O.D. he is about this. Yeah. I mean, for him to say that, that's a lot. Lisa says, this has got to be the worst day for your show. Losing George will not help with the ratings. No kidding, Lisa. Keeping him behind the scenes might help to keep the flow going. Well, what does that mean, keeping him behind the scenes? I don't know. Like behind a curtain somewhere? But losing him will only be the beginning of the end for the sinking ship for the once great Neil Rogers show, says Lisa. Thanks, Lisa, for your optimistic uh, outlook. God, what a bunch of... I mean, I'm just blown away by all of this, but the way some of you people react is just uh, subhuman. Subhuman. And bears out, fortifies my ideas about why I don't want to be down there. Right. Oh, my God. We hate you now. We used to like you when George was there, but now we hate you. Sam says, I want to say bye to George and thank you guys for the great years together. I actually cried this morning when you read that note from George. I lost a brother. This entire freaking catastrophe is just too much. It's indicative of what's going on in the corporate world. There always are incompetent people at the top making decisions on issues they truly know nothing about. I know it's because you don't do a sports show, but George is more crucial to the Neil Rogers show than Curtis is to Mad Dog or Zach is to Little Dog. The injustice. Carry on. you love you, George, and whoever is on the air with you. He loves you, Flea. Sam. Oh, that's nice. I mean, not that much, but no. he loves you a little bit. I'll take it. Tim is pissed off. He says, the loyal listeners of the show have limited ability to express our disapproval of the asinine decision to can El Cubano George. If we boycott the show, we don't hear you and hurt the numbers. Perhaps we can boycott the show when they play those ponderous tapes. There aren't going to be any tapes. Let me tell you that right now. Just remember I told you that. Is there any discussion about playing Best of Neil tapes? No. Good. And there won't be? Nope. How about putting 790? How about 790 putting a woman co-host on midday? Well, we aren't on 790. No. Even if she's good, I can't tell because nobody, nobody can stand to hear a woman's voice doing sports, says Peeve Tim. He's talking about their morning show, I guess. Yeah. Have you heard it? Yes, I have. And? It's not good. Really? I find it very what boring. A shock. Yeah. You find it boring? Very boring. Even with Jorge Sedano on there? Nice guy, don't like a show. 
Oh. <laughs> and what about Catherine Fernandez Schwartz, whatever her name is? Uh, yeah, Crystal. she doesn't say much. Crystal Fernandez. She doesn't really say a whole lot. She looks really? okay, though. I saw her on the website. She looks all right. I see. So that's supposed to get him some audience. In fact, yeah. she looks okay. That works well on radio. Oh, that's what I heard. Yeah. Here's one from David. Okay, I've had enough of this crap. I listen to both stations. I'm sick of all this budget crap. 790 getting rid of Zaslow's show, the only decent show they had. Wow. Now George getting canned on Neil's show. Rather than going out of the business, seems only one answer, even though you hate each other like poison. You need to combine the two stations. And here's the here as the new PD is your new lineup. Steve White, 5 to 10 a.m. Guzio, 5 10 to, oh, I see, 5 a.m. to 5 10. 5 10 to 5 20. Big O, 5 20 to 6 a.m. Joe Rose and George Sedano, 6 to 10. Neil and Zaslow. Zaslow will fill in for Neil in the summer, 10 to 1. 1 to 4, Mad Dog and Zaz. Man. And Levitz from 4 to 7. Levitz? Levitz? Levitz. Somebody called him Levitz one time on the air. Who's that? I think it was Gene Simmons called Levitard Levitz. Oh, Le oh Levitz. Yeah. 7 to 5 a.m., who cares? Both your signals suck and no one can hear it anyway. You can put Dolphin Destroyers with Kimba Bocamper and Armando arm wrestling for two hours. This will start next Monday. Enjoy your new jobs, David. Very amusing, David. I'm sure to you, not to us. Here's one that says, flee you, son of a bitch. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Oh, this is chronic Jason. Why would you take this part-time job for no additional money? If it was to keep yourself employed, I guess I could understand, but I would hope you're aggressively seeking new employment. Are you aggressively seeking new employment? Yes. You are? No. When you agreed to do George's job for free, you might as well have pushed George down the stairs yourself. Didn't you realize that by taking George's job for no pay guaranteed that George would be fired? You don't have kids? Did you need your crappy job so bad it was worth it to sell your buddy George down the river? George is a married man with a family to support with a sole income. How do you sleep at night? Do you feel good about yourself? Look deep inside yourself and you really think you've made the right decision? Have a good life, uh, you piece of joy, says Jason. Wow. He's angry. Pissed off. Yeah. And you, Flea. Gene from Sebring sends one with real teeny tiny type, so tiny I'm going to print it out. It's a sad day. feel like uh, we've had a death in the family. We had the death of Ken Malden. Jimmy says, I'll miss George, but he'll be okay, and so will you. Loyal listener since 1990. Sent via Crackberry. Thanks. Isn't it funny how people are fine saying, hey, Neil, it's no big deal. Why don't you shell out $50,000? Or, hey, Lee, why don't, you, grand. Just, why don't yeah. you just uh, quit, you know, get fired, you know, to save George's job? Real easy for them to say. Yeah, why it? don't I walk out? That, that, that's, that, that was the one that really got me. Why don't I walk out and destroy my own life? So right. misery loves company, you know? Right. That wasn't, that wasn't going to save George's job. No. Why don't I walk out and screw up my own life? Some of you people are insane. Let's, let's see how fast they would walk out to save somebody else's job. Right. Especially during these times in which we live. No, you could have done more, Neil. You could have done more. You and Norma should have done more. There's nothing more that I could do. I exhausted all of my resources, and George, for one, knows that. Oh, Neil. You're listening to Neil Rogers. Well, here we go again. I'm well, congratulations. Get a life. Hey, kids. It's me, the disease clown. <laughs> if your parents are afraid of vaccinations and are forcing you to attend chicken pox parties for early exposure, tell them about me. Only I, the disease clown, makes balloon animals, plays games, and provides early exposure to most serious diseases. <laughs> you see, kids, as an intravenous drug user for over 12 years, I collect 
resurrected classics like the measles, meningitis, hepatitis A, B, C, the clap, syphilis, and I've been trying real hard to get the swine flu. <laughs> I also have HIV, which you won't catch. We probably won't need to share needles in the first party. Whoa, did I say that? <laughs> so kids, have your parents hire me, the disease clown. I can make it a party to last a lifetime. <laughs> I wonder if the disease clown is kin to the ass clown, do you think? It could be. Or the douche nozzle. <laughs> 1044, 16 before 11 at 560 WQAM. We got Orlando at 2, big um, dog, a mad dog at 4, whatever dog. Hurricane Hotline at 7, one of the worst shows in history. 8 to 9, it's High School Gridiron Report. And the 9 to 11, it's DA with his oh, numbers. Well, you know what? That schedule is not right. Really? Because Hurricane Hotline uh, played last night, actually. They moved it for some reason. Yeah. So what's on at seven? Uh, it'll, I mean eight. It'll be the uh, I guess just the uh, high school gridiron report and Dolph after Dolphins tonight. So Dolphins tonight will go seven to eight. Oh, then. Dolphins tonight! That's the yeah. show I was talking about. One of the worst in history with Kimba Blowcamp. Come on, it's got a point five share. Yeah. Mike says I can't believe they let George go and the Big O is still on the air. Typical corporate garbage where the people making the decisions are clueless. For sure, this summer the ratings will be in the toilet. Good luck, George. You'll be missed, says Mike. Dave says, Neil, have you taken a look at the Florida Bar website lately? Are you aware your attorney is listed as a criminal law attorney was suspended back in 2002? Yes. Perhaps it's really time to get rid of this guy as the fallout from firing George will be far-reaching. The fallout from firing George is going to be far-reaching. How do you like that? What, what does wow. that mean? Can you explain that to me? I don't know. I just hope that everyone writing in who's saying that they will no longer listen to QM and his boycotting the sponsors actually follows through. George had a loyal following down here. I hope to hear him back on the air soon. Mm -hmm. Hey, Norma, if you're listening, time to take your picture off your website. Your face is pink, and you look like an idiot. <laughs> Keeping it real from a long-time listener, it says, Dave. Well, thanks, Dave, I guess. Blackie says, it's not a good morning. No kidding, Blackie. It's bullshit what happened to George. He'll be missed. I'm not mad at Flea. He had to do what he had to do. I'm sure Joe Bell threatened to uh, dump his ass if he didn't agree. Did he threaten to do something to your ass? No, nothing to my ass, no. No. Oh. How about the rest of you? Well. As far as flamingo tipping, I'm sure it's the same as cow tipping. It's when ass clowns push or tip them over. The rednecks in Davie are famous for it. I'm with you on the Blackhawks, but for different reasons, says Blackie. What, what different reason could there be? I don't know. Unless you're really a Blackhawks fan, which I'm not. I mean, when you get down to the playoffs, if you're going to have any interest at all, you have to. And, boy, the Penguins sure blew out the uh, Capitals last night. Ooh. I turned it on. It was already 4 nothing. They hadn't even dropped the puck yet. It was already 4-zip. Yeah, that was a whooping. They laid an ass-whooping on the Capitals. And I'm expecting to see some hockey on here, and I'm seeing some commercial, and people are, like, rolling around on top of each other. What kind of crap is that? Pittsburgh 6, Washington 2. Bad. i got to get that window cracked open or I'm going to die here. How hot is it there? Outside? I'm not talking about how hot it is outside. I'm talking about inside. Stuffy. The A.C. don't go on till like, later this afternoon. Hmm. It's 16. It's 61. High will be 19 today. 66. Oh, that's nice. Oh, it is nice. Yeah. Although it's murky out there. It rained this morning. I'm sure Castronova is taking notes. That's probably what put them up there with that big number. <laughs> Castronova stealing the Toronto weather reports from me. Yeah. That's why they got the big number in the last book. Well, the stuff just keeps on coming. Eric, the grape nut, says, wow, what a shame. I'm sure going to miss George. He's great. 
talented, entertaining, and the two of you really had a good uh, thing going. Yeah, we did. Yep. 19 years. Wow. I wish him all the best, and I'm sure that he'll land on his feet. Just goes to show you what a nasty, brutal business radio really is, especially these days. Amen. Well said, Eric. While working in a, as a sales hall for the original light bulb of Broward WFTL in the late 80s, I was hired, fired, and rehired in one day as the station changed regimes and formats. Anyhow, here's wishing you the best and keep up the good work. Hopefully, we'll get a few George Spy reports so we'll know how he's doing. And closing, other than you, WQM can kiss my ass, says Eric the Grape Nut. Thanks, Eric. Oishmoy Jew says, I think we all knew the George deal was a foregone conclusion. I'm sure they could have found another job for him if they wanted to. George was a loyal employee in the, and got kicked in the teeth for it. I hope he got a halfway decent severance package. I don't know. He didn't tell me how many weeks. It was in his contract. Yeah, I don't know. How many know. weeks they had to pay him off to go away? I have no idea. Is it flea or flea with an A or an E? E. Maybe it'll be flea soon, F-E-L-E-E. That's what it is, and, so. Anyway, it's not his fault that George got the boot. Hang in there, flea. In 18 years, you'll get the big one buried in your backside, just like George. Now, even I have less of a life, says Oishmoy Jew. Oishmoy. Here's one that says, and this is Jimmy. Even Jimmy, a listener, knows. With a town with such bandwagon jumpers, why do we need so many sports shows on the radio? I don't get it. We don't. We don't need them, and nobody's listening to most of them either. And I bet you that 940's doing a hell of a number. It probably starts with oh. one of those. <laughs> and now they've got that syndicate. What's the guy's name? George Cowpile on a midday across the street? Yeah. Clem Cadiddle Hopper Cowpile. Colin Cowherd. Cowpile. Mm-hmm. That'll get a big number. That's what I cowherd. Here's one that says, Love George, but why the outcry? People are losing their jobs globally. Why don't you pony up and pay him on the side? Yeah, you pay him. All you people that want me to pay him, you pay him. Get a fund. Pay George's salary. We'll bring him back. Hey, we could do that. Yeah, that's right. Why don't I pay him? I guess I'm supposed to pay everybody. Why don't I pay him on the side? Here's Sam. I've been listening since the early 80s. I'll continue to listen, but when you go on vacation, I will not listen. Two years ago, I was sent a diary. I'm your target audience. I had QAM all over that thing. I only wish they would send me another one this summer. I thank George for his entertainment, his upbringing under your wing, made him unique, and your station and, uh, and will not be replaced, whatever that means. Thanks, Sam. A little bit hysterical. Here's one. What the hell's the matter with you? You're a millionaire, and you're too cheap to put... The A.C. on before noon? Oh, my God. Are these people insane or what? The A.C. is not available in my building, okay? And I'm not a millionaire. The A.C. is not on in the building. As desperately as I want it and need it, it's not on. It's either the heat or the A.C., and they're in transition mode. Later today, they'll finally turn the damn A.C. on in this building, in this stuffy, insufferable building. I'm too cheap to turn the A.C. on. First of all, I don't pay the damn electric in this place, so what difference does it make? Nice. Crazy people. Crazy, sour. Bah! Like we don't have enough source going on here already? Here's one that says, instead of, oh, from the fake Wayne Heisinger. Wow. Instead of sitting there complaining in your typical fashion, how about looking forward? George made no secret that he hated the email format. However, the numbers clearly show the email format is a hit. Unfortunately, George had to go because he would never be happy with a new format. He'd rather have Prozac Ron ruin the show in the ratings. Oh, yeah, right. He loved Prozac Ron. Yeah. Not... Neil, is Chicken X safe? Yeah, as long as I keep paying him, he's safe. 
Michelle says, very sad to hear that George was canned. Even though you were talking about the real possibility of George getting fired, it just wasn't sinking in. I feel stunned and angry. I wish all the best for George. I enjoyed listening to him while he was covering for you. Would it be too much to ask to play George Bits today? I don't have any George Bits. I have that one I played yesterday. What George Bits? I don't know. Regardless that George is no longer with you, I'll continue to listen to you. Well, thank God, Michelle. Let me live so long to see Jolly Joe Bell receive his comeuppance. Yeah. I'll dance on his grave, man. I'll dance at Kazatsky naked. I'll stomp. I'll do the Bristol stomp on his tombstone. And drop 40 quarts of bloody oozing diarrhea on it, too. Here's one from Dale. Don't boycott Neil in response to the horror treatment of George. Boycott those who advertise with... I see. I'm not, I'm not getting involved in that. Here's one that says, George who? Very cute. Very cute. George who, my ass. 1,175 votes on the poll. Who's the most hateful, bigoted, ultra-right-wing radio host ever? Rush Limbaugh, 722. Nobody's even close to Rush. We have 1,175 vote. And Rush has got 62% of them. Right. Michael Savage, 234. Sean Hannity, 76. Laura Ingraham, 38. Glenn Beck, 33. Mark Levin, 30. Do you know who that is? No. I don't either. I never heard of him. Dennis Miller, 18. Hugh Hewitt, 12. Never heard of him either. Michael Medved, 8, with that goofy mustache. And Dennis Prager, 4. Out of 1,175 friggin' votes... If you would just have done this, if you would just do that, and, bah, 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 and you're too cheap to turn on the air conditioning. That, that could have been the all-time best. <laughs> you're too cheap to turn on the air conditioning. Come on, man, spend a buck. <laughs> Schmunk. <coughs> so, now, did you see George yesterday before he left the building, or what? No, because I was at a meeting. I had a 1 o'clock meeting. Oh, so. another one of your meetings? Yeah, I had two yesterday. Mm-hmm. Was this the meeting where they were discussing how deep to st stick the knife in George's back? No, I was actually at the booby trap. The booby trap? Yeah. Doing what? Talking about maybe doing some promotions with him. How do you like the fact our sales mangler came in this morning? Yeah. Asked me about a couple of spots. How do you like that? That's kind of crazy. Now that George is gone, they got like they don't want to lose that business. I thought that one of the nicest emails that came in all day yesterday was the guy from. High Life Cafe, Chuck. Oh, yeah, they're good people there. Good people, great food, and they love George. Yep. Yeah, and Lee, at least he's got a bunch of places he and the family can go eat free for a while, you know, until things settle down, until he gets that big, hopefully big job. Yep. And can hopefully jam it down Joe Bell's throat. Oh, Neil! You're listening to Neil Rogers. This is the Neil Rogers Show. You, 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 fairy. This is your brain. Any questions? Here we are in the middle of the NBA Finals. Round two, game three of a testy battle. Celtics, Houston, and Lakers, and Hawks, Nuggets. So many games, it never ends. You can still lose and play again. These championships, the best of seven. Although I know it will not end.
Are we there yet? No. Are we there yet? No! Eleven oh one at five sixty WQAM. Unhappy uh, Thursday too. When are we going to be happy again? It'll be a while. Will it? I think so. Maybe after the weekend. Maybe. Now here's two of them side by each: Doris in Palmetto Bay and Don Fredo. Doris says, Neil, I just tuned in. Can you recap what happened with George? And Don Fredo says, just tuning in. Can you reset the scene? Why was George let go? I'm in shock. He was fired because they don't want to pay the money. And somebody also asked me, did they offer him a pay uh, cut? No, they did not. Which I don't know if he could have afforded to take it, but at least a pay cut would have been something better than zero, you know? Right. Better than what they're paying you to do it? Yep. They didn't offer him any opportunity to a pay cut or anything else for a chance to stay. They just said, you're fired. That's it. You're out. Another cost-cutting measure by the Beasleys, who don't have two nickels to rub together anymore. Right. I'm sure glad that the Marlins organizations, and there have been more than one, and the Dolphin organization have got all that money that they peed away over the last, I don't know, 11 and a half years I've been on the station, and they sure peed away a lot of money. They lost millions on the Marlins. Millions. And the Canes, do they make any money on that? No. No, it's just another um, another make-busy project that loses a lot of money. But it's sports. It's the wall of football, baby. Michael says, Uncle Neil, it is a sad day. The reality is the ratings from your show and the number of people who flipped the station at 2 o'clock is very ironic. Everything is getting down to the corporate bottom line everywhere. If the mega queer, if the mega queer channel can slice and dice, so can the Beasleys. P.S. I just filled out two diaries for my wife and I and did the right thing. Check out the ratings in the summer book, a possibility that I uh, tune in on your vacation. Mike W. Now, what's the story with the, the book that's going on right now? Are we in the spring book? Is it actually taking place or what? Yeah, you we actually know. get the first uh, ratings on a week from today, actually. The first trend? Well, it's not a trend anymore. It'll be an uh, actual book, I guess. What do you mean by that? Oh, no, don't tell me that new uh, deal is on that we can't talk about. The new deal that we can't talk about is on, and we get the first results from the thing that we can't talk about a week from today. Really? Yes. Holy moly, Ratman. Are you schmitting me? But apparently there's still paper diaries out there as well doing a side-by-side -side thing. I don't know, but the 21st. Yeah, evidently, because this guy just said he and his wife filled them out for us. Right. So the 21st, I mean, we get the first uh, thing that we can't talk about uh, results. Wow. And how are those going to come in? Are they going to look the same as the old stuff? Uh, yeah, should look pretty much the same. Just a guess. You're just guessing. Right. You're stabbing. I'm stabbing there a little bit. I gotta open the window or I'm gonna die. I swear to God, I'm gonna die in here. It's so, it's so, you know what clammy means? Yes. Clammy. I'm ready to scream for my mammy. That's how clammy. And between that and George getting canned yesterday and all this fall to roll and fallout, it's your fault, you son of a bitch, you heartless, rotten bastard. You're probably happy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm thrilled. All these years, 19 years of building whatever the hell we had. And then having this great winter book that we just finished having. And leave it to these people. Leave it to these bastards to find a way to stick their foot up your ass at a time when, you know, we should be happy. At a time when we should be having a ratings party. Instead, they're having like a wake now that they just buried Ken Malden. How many more people do they need to kill before it makes them happy? About 30, man. You ever stop and think about that? No. How many more people do they, do they want to put in the ground until it makes them real happy? I'm going to open the window now. Can you, like, now what are you going to do when I do these things? Like when the phone rings and I run out in the other room, or what are you going to be doing? Well, normally I, I would play music like George does, but he took the yeah. computer. <laughs> so I don't, I don't have any uh, music, I don't think, that I can play right now. 
You I'll know? do something. I'll do something. I, got, I think I got some music right here. You don't have any Denons in there? Any CD players? Yeah, I think I got that. You have those Denon decks that are still sitting there to your left, I would think? Like that. Oh, my God. All right, let me open the window as wide as I can. Okay. I'll be back. All I'm right. I'm not going anywhere. Just... Oh, I hope I don't take break my neck on this. There's good news? The good news is it feels like there's a good stiff breeze, you know? There's a stiff breeze coming from the outside, I think. Yeah. Enough to make the uh, curtains flap around a little bit. I wish it was like a, like a hurricane out there. We don't have no hurricanes here. No. I wish it was like a freaking tornado. But by tomorrow at this time, the A.C. will be on, allegedly. Oh, a millionaire like you and you're too, too cheap to run the A.C. before noon? That that has to be that that's got to be the all-time winner, <laughs> and that covers a lot of territory. Ginny says, "I used to live in Miami, and no longer shocked at what's going on in the world. I listen to you religiously, and now do so on the internet since I was forced to move to this bumfug state where my rent when my rent in Miami tripled. Where is she? She doesn't even say where she is. Hmm. But I was appalled at George being dumped." It just adds to my thoughts of big business, which sucks. All in the name of money, no loyalty. I'm a lesbian. I've been in the same boat and just don't understand all those who are hate mongers. Money is the name of the game, but Neil, baby, hate is really numero uno, says Jeannie. That's right. Hate is what it's all about, especially in South Florida. Steven says, George will get hired by Paul and Ron. This would be the ultimate slap in the face to you by Paul and Ron. Why do they want to give me a slap in the face? I don't they know. love me. Yeah. They're big fans of this show, Castronova. George's firing is a tragedy and a sign they should you should fire your agent Norma, but you won't, because as tough as you like to sound on the radio, you're afraid to fire him. And why is that? I don't know. F Joe Bell and F Norma it says. I'm afraid to fire him? Hmm. I'm afraid of Norma. Uh-huh. All these people are experts, like I've told you before. Critiques and complaints and life and show advice. I'm afraid of Norma Kent. That, that's amusing at best. Joe Dagiola says, Last night I was flipping through the channels and came across Orlando Alzaquiri providing asinine commentary as part of an ESPN roundtable. I had never seen the big O before, but he looks like a typical obese Cuban mafioso asswipe. What struck me wasn't the stupidity of what he was saying. Only an athlete who's won a championship can be considered a star, he said. I guess Ernie Banks was just a schlep then. Right. But the fact the idiot bitch who was conducting the roundtable kept saying that Orlando Alzaquiri was representing WKAM in Miami. WKAM. Hey, the bastards you work for deserve all the misidentification and humiliation they get after yesterday, which will heretofore be known as Bloody Wednesday. Hank Goldberg was also on talking about the Preakness, and he kept referring to Rachel Alexandra as Rachel Alexander. She really must have great boobs after all. It says, I can hear the call now, and down the stretch they come. Bow Wow Pikau Kick is out in front. Yeah. Rachel Alexander. Hmm. From the Herald, from the illustrious Herald. Good luck to George. He's a smart guy. I'm sure he'll come out of this just fine. Good luck to Flea as well. He'll need it, it says. You hear that? Yeah, I will. 
And good luck to you. You only have 9,557 more emails to read excoriating you for not paying George out of your own pocket. Why not organize a telethon or bring back the best of Neil CDs with the proceeds going to George? Jesus effing Christ. By the way, is there any truth to the rumor that Paul Harvey Jr. sent Jolly Joe a bouquet of flowers to thank him for firing his direst enemy? Paul Harvey Jr. needs to join the real Paul Harvey in hell very, very soon. Get a check and send it to George, says Joe Dagiola. The first sign of evidence that WQM will pay for what they did to George, it says. WKAM. There's Nancy Pelosi. I can't stand that bitch. Or oh, somebody we can't stand. Jimmy Syphilitic Hello. says. God. You know who Jimmy Syphilis is? Manny Munoz over there at IOD. Oh, really? He actually outed himself a couple of days ago. Now he's back as Jimmy Syphilis. So sorry to hear about George, but he was small potatoes. I hear the Beasley Broadcast Group has no interest in buying out your contract, or anybody else's for that matter, either. If you're unhappy, you'll have to quit. Well, guess what? I'm not doing it. I hear WQM has already plans for middays. Your show breaks up the wall of football on WQM, and the Dolphins aren't happy with you on the station. Perhaps you and George can be reunited on James Crystal Radio or that station in Orlando. Bring the big O with you. Good luck. You'll need it, says the fake Jimmy Syphilis. Lisa says, Neil, I'm surprised you were unable to keep George's job. I love the Neil Rogers show, but I'll click my radio off after I tell WQM the Beasleys they can go to hell and have not lost one listener but a multitude of us. Love you, Neil, but this is about what's right. Nick and Marty from Batavia. How do you like that? Nick and Marty from Batavia are going to stick it right in my uh, chute. Where? You know where. Rectum. Stick their collective feet inside my body. Ray says, Ray D, chronic race is all I can say about George's firing is what the F. I also will not listen to tapes. A program needs continuity to draw people back. I'll be back when you come back from vacation. Hang in there. And am I going on vacation anytime soon? Next month I got a week, and then we go to the summer schedule. Yeah. Yeah, what? In June, I think, you right? You take a vacation? Yeah. And then when I come back around the 20th, then we go to the Tuesdays and Thursdays only for me, and you Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, you and Cordis. Yep. How is it that he can do all that extra stuff now, too? When I don't George know. was there, he could barely ever show up. You got some kind of a pipeline to Cordis. Maybe you're paying him, slipping him a few bucks under the table. Yeah. I have so Part of your money. big salary. Yeah, just laying around. I, I just never heard of such a thing. I mean, what kind of a deal have you got there? A crappy one, apparently. How many, I mean, when you were hired to come there, did, how many jobs did you agree to do for the same amount of cash? I was hired as the promotions director. Yeah, and then you became assistant PD. Right, after they let Allison Turner go because of budget purposes. Budgetary, uh, yeah. So I took on those uh, added responsibilities for no additional money. Wait, I'm sorry. For a pay cut, actually. Really? Yeah. And then uh, now I'm doing this for no additional uh, money. It's a good gig. Wesley in Lakeland says, if they could, the Beasleys would try to enforce a non-compete against George. Let's all hope this somehow turns into the best break George ever got. Let's hope, but I doubt it. But for us listeners, this can't be bent into good news, says Wesley in Lakeland. Terry says, George wasted nearly opportunity that you afforded him. Do you understand what that means? No. He wasted nearly opportunity. He could have been great. He could have been the next Neil. But he peed it away with his burps, farts, and snot agenda. Hmm. Oh, th this is just a repeat of what we had from the same idiot before. It says, so the spick is dead. Long live the flea. And, Neil, most of us out here are hoping that you are their crosshairs next. Wow. So the fag has no clothes, especially with Norma Kant as his lawyer. And the only reason I'm still listening to you is because I hope I hear them canning your Toronto-loving ass while I'm listening. Terry from Boca. Well, screw you too, Terry. 
Yeah. Josh Cordes says, now that Neil is gone, or that George is gone, how much will you be sending me when I work the board over the summer? <laughs> Fleet, you want me to start booking the roller derby girls and sign language instructors, or should I wait? <laughs> Just wondering, Josh Cordes. How do you like that? Your close personal friend, Cordes. Yeah. With a shot. Oh, Barry Jackass says, you asked me to look into WTKSFM's and Clear Channel Orlando's interest in your show. I reached out to Linda Bird, who's the vice president of programming for Clear Channel Orlando. She responded via email that you were on their short list, but didn't go further, as I don't represent you. So the short answer is they appear to have some interest in simulcasting your show. Really? Yeah, my new agent, Barry Jackass. The fake Barry Jackass. Shirley says, I'm so sorry about George. Hopefully he has some legal recourse. He doesn't. I know you did everything you could. Yes, I did, but the jury's still out on flea. If he's really trying to stab him in the back, as rumor had it. Will he still have access to the email through your show? Yes. If not, could you provide one where we can contact him? Right there on George at NeilRogers.com. And thanks for the 40 bucks that you gave to George, Shirley. In fact, maybe you can dig up a whole lot more now. Oh, Neil! He'll show up at for a big bag of money. Well, here we go again. On South Florida Sports Leader, 560 QAM. It's kind of like it was like do-it-yourself. You know, furnished the studio, and Jeff Cohen from Pizza Loft brought us the... The first uh, TV set that we had up there, mm-hmm. which they did replace when it finally blew out. And a satellite dish was donated by somebody. All, all the stuff that was in there. Wow. Oh, my computer's frozen up. You know what I'm going to have to do, don't you? Reboot? Reboot. Uh, hold the fort for like 10 seconds. Oh, too old for this, man. <laughs> Okay. okay. Is that that's a medley of the music you've got there? Yeah, pretty much. For right now. Well, what are you going to do without a computer in there? Aren't they going to get you one? Oh, that's right. You're moving to the other building. Yeah, so they'll wait till Monday, I'm sure. So so what's the story going to be in the other building? You've got that one little cubby hole and that's it? Yeah, it's tiny. What about the cubby hole? <laughs> that's small, too. Wow. Sean says, been a listener since you started week one at QM. It's a shame the powers that be don't realize what George meant to the show, but every dog will have their day. Wishing all the best. See, something you don't understand, Sean, it's got nothing to do with what uh, George meant to the show or not. They don't care. They don't care. Am I right? Yes. They don't care what George meant to the show. All they care about is they can blow him out and save that 70 grand a year, and that's it. Yes. It's all they care about. Cutting and cutting and slicing and dicing and uh, saving money all and destroying people's lives. They don't they don't give a crap about him or his life or his family or anything else. Any more than they give a crap about me. Oh, I'm more I'm concerned about Neil's health. That was one of the all time great lines. In fact it's interesting how over these last three or four weeks, however long this thing has been filtering down, that the concern and the excuses on their part have been changing. The story has been changing. Oh, I'm so concerned about uh, Neil's health, and I really like Flea better on the year, and Neil's uh, missing so much time, and we got the summer schedule coming up. And then he tells George to his face yesterday how much he likes him on the year. Mm-hmm. It's strictly business. Not personal. Strictly business. they got some people in there. They've got some dead weight in that building. I'm positive of it. That's just unbelievable. Yet the guy that shows up every day and does a hell of a job and produces for it makes them helps to make them money on this show. Mm-hmm. Screw him. Screw him, right, Jolly Joe? Screw him. 
Barry McCockner says, I love George. I miss George. It's not your fault. Flea is the man now. Thanks for using my favorite term, douche nozzle. Oh, that's right. That was Barry McCockner's term. I forgot. Sorry, Barry. That's where that came from, douche nozzle. I love it. From the uh, astonishing Barry McCockner. How long until we're banned from saying that? Oh, I don't know. Until Joyce finds out that we're saying it. Now, do you remember that meeting we had on the phone, that conference call? Yes. That idiotic conference call. What more can we do to screw up Neil's show or whatever the hell it was? Right. Now, wasn't Clarence going to have some discussions with Joyce? Yeah, I was wondering where that went. Obviously nowhere. In the toilet. It went the same place as George's job, in the toilet. One moment, please. I'm, I'm rebooting. I'm doing stuff. Okay. Is that okay? Sure. Whatever you got to do. Whatever you got to do, do it. We'll kill the old faggot. We'll kill the son of a bitch. No, you won't. No. I'll keep showing up every day. That was up 47 points. See, things are looking on the bright side. <laughs> Not. Here's one that says, Mr. Rogers, I've never emailed your show. I enjoy listening to you, and although I usually tune out George when he's alone, it's generally because I'm probably too old for his topics. I also don't presume to tell you what to do, but it would seem to an outside observer that you should seek out an expert entertainment attorney. Mr. Kent doesn't seem to have served you very well. Meanwhile, he's pursuing his practice. George is sitting home, and you're suffering the frustrations that his handling of your business has brought you. That's Norma Kent. All these years, he had me convinced that George was safe. That it was my choice. Mm -hmm. All these years. And up until this week, I always believed it. I mean, I read the language, the verbiage myself. I got it in the drawer there somewhere, that stupid-ass contract, and I guess I can wipe my ass with it. Ray says, I'll admit I'm not a huge George fan, but I have no problem with him. And most of all, I believe uh, the job he was hired to do, he did very well. That was to produce the Neil Rogers show. I couldn't tell you about it on a personal level, but from a radio standpoint, George knows you like nobody's business. His job was to make the Neil Rogers show run smoothly day in and day out. He did that as good as anyone. Sometimes that means actually doing the show. In truth, I didn't always listen when George was on, but that was my choice, and a whole lot of people did listen and enjoy it. After all, he was the second-string host, and when the starting host was out, he's not supposed to be better than you or would have been called the George Rodriguez show. Nothing against Flea, but no doubt your job just got a whole lot more difficult. After 19 years together, George knew what you needed, when, and you didn't have to ask. Maybe in another 19 years, Flea will know you that well. You think? <laughs> 19 years? Maybe. I'd only be 85. Lastly, a little more than a year ago, I suffered the same fate as George just did. Fired because the boss wanted to save money. Never offered me less money to stay, just a pat on the back for the good job I did, and a boot in the ass as he kicked me out the door. Good luck to you, Neil, and to George and Flea, too. You're going to need it, says Ray. Good luck, you're going to need it. That's never a good... That, that doesn't, you know, doesn't sound good. No. Good luck, you'll need it. So how's the general... I mean, you said something before the show today that I think... Uh, the, uh, sums it all up very well. You can't complain about the morale here because there isn't any. Right. Here's one that says, Neil, you didn't finish the job. You should have gone after George like Al Neary did Fredo in The Godfather Part Two. Just kidding, Neil. I'm not a hater. Well, thank God for that. <laughs> We've already had enough hate. Enough. <laughs> George says, hi, Neil and George, if he's listening. I'm very upset about George's firing. He'll be fine, I hope. 
from personal experience, getting fired from a job you've had for almost 20 years is very tough. I've been in advertising all my life and been fired by the corporate a-holes in the past for no reason except hate and jealousy. Not money or ability, only hate. You can never win. I'm sending out a challenge to all your fans. I'll send George $100 U.S. and want to see all George's fans do the same. A thousand pole holes send a hundred bucks. Hundred grand, not too bad. Wow. There aren't ten people out there that are going to send George five cents. Okay, George from Montreal, you're talking through your ass. Post an address so I can send him a check right away. I love you, Neil and George. I've been a fan forever. I'll follow you as long as you're on here. Can I buy you lunch, George from Montreal, not a frog? No, you can't buy me lunch. George from Montreal. Go to lunch, George. Who's going to give Ricky a blow? Way down south, where the mug ones go to hang from trees and play banjo. You got some who own a station on newfangled radio. Now as North Carolina goes, Raleigh's a big city, you know. And that's where the Beasleys had to go for Jolly Riley Joe. You, 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 you fairy. A new GM. He'll do what he can. Shake your hand like a friend. Then quickly walk away. They had Joe go to 560 with ratings in the toilet bowl to get those flaming sport homos in order and control. And then so Jolly Rolly Joe, a buckler and in the know, he lets Moe go. And here's what blows, gives Geldy his own show. He'll make a big change and rearrange. It's worse or the same, he hasn't done a thing for what goes on the air at two. Joe don't have a stinking clue about a four Matt that essentially blows sport hole radio. Oh, oh, the GM of 560, Jolly Raleigh Joe. Oh. 1133 at 560 WQAM. Grotesque Thursday to you, March 14th. Yesterday was the 13th, did you notice? Yep. Unlucky 13, unlucky for all of us. Maybe not unlucky for you now that you got this new no-pay job. Yeah, it's nice. Are you complaining already? No. Max says you were a great team. George was dumped on. He was dumped on. Schmidt. Schmidt upon. Here's one from the fake Joe Bell. It says you better quit your quipping about George. What is quipping? I don't know. Is that griping? Could be. About George. Or you'll be without a producer altogether and you'll have to do it all yourself. And there's nothing you can do about it. Your friend always, Joe Bell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, there's no way Fleet would abandon the show. How could you get fired from a job where they're not paying you any money? Do you right. ever stop and think about that? No, I, I guess... I think that's one thing you've got is job security with this job. Yeah, I'm going down with the ship. Now, well, what kind of a comment was that? What? I'm just saying. That was almost as bad as you're saying that the 18 to 34 male number being tied for a second with power was crazy. Crazy good. What does that mean, crazy? Like saying that you don't believe it? I believe it. I just Once hadn't upon seen a it time, even on this station, this show had phenomenal demographics, spectacular numbers. Once upon a time, that's back when I could do the show. Yeah, Clarence now showed me a book from 2001, and you had like a 10 share or something yeah. like that. Like, right, four, that's right. Four, four book sh- average. Showed it to you? Clarence. Yeah. And what was he saying? How great the numbers were. Really? Yeah. On this show, Clarence was touting this show, my good, close, personal friend, Clarence. He was. How's his, how did his wedding go? I don't know. I wasn't invited. You were not invited? No. Boy, that doesn't sound too friendly to me. No. 
Larry says, now that this happened, let's not cry over spilled milk. Oh, yeah, Larry, right. There was milk? All the hate emails aren't going to bring them back unless your shyster lawyer can prove a lawsuit. And Flea, bring your up your bass on your voice. It'll sound more like a manly man, not squeaky like Yoldi. Okay. Remember, life is short, says Larry. Well, what is that supposed to mean, life is short? I don't know. Life is short, so let's screw it up for as many people as we can while we have the opportunity. Is that what Larry's trying to say? I guess, and he uh -huh. wants me to use a fake radio voice, too, I guess. You sound, you know, like you. Yeah, right. Kind of like the chic. <laughs> Certainly not as squeaky as Geldy. No. Come on, Neil, you can do better than that. Wow. <laughs> there you go. Now, that's that's a little bit, little bit squeakier than you. Mm-hmm. Not a lot, a little bit. Just a little. <laughs> the chic. Wonder what ever happened to that turd. I don't know. Frank says, sorry to hear about George getting fired. I'll miss him, but I'll continue to listen to your show. Well, thank God you're the one, Frank. You and about a handful of others. You're the only show I listen to on WQM. If they lose you, they'll be the worst station on the air. Hopefully they'll hire someone who knows radio instead of some idiot who knows nothing other than a wannabe jock sniffer. Hmm. But what, what does that mean? They'll hire someone who knows radio for what? I don't know. Keep up the great work. Radio needs more entertainers like you. Take care, Frank. Well, how do you like that? Thanks, Frank. Frank still likes me a little bit. He's okay. Not a whole lot. A little bit. Pete from Boca says, just another example of corporate America's complete disregard for the worker. George's firing is the icing on the cake. Apparently, the big wigs at your station, just like the banks, AIG, the automakers, and every other corporation, don't have a freaking clue as to what they're doing. These pillars of industry and commerce have run our country into the ground with their stupid management skills and lack of any real understanding as to what the consequences of their actions would be. Time and time again, these morons ruin something that's working and turn it into a pile of smoldering crap. Like millions of other Americans, George has paid the price for the bad decisions and reckless management methods these corporations have brought to us. These idiots have tanked the entire global economy with their brilliance. Thanks a lot. Joe Bell and his cohorts should rot in hell. We'll miss George dearly. It was a refreshing compliment to your wit, humor, and genius. No one else can fill his shoes. Sorry, Flea. Yep. That's what it says. Sorry, Flea. It's okay. One of the last dynamic teams have been vaporized into thin air. Now the South Florida Airways are... What? Thinning entertainment. We'll miss you, George. I hope he finds something that offers an incredible new opportunity with endless riches. Don't look back. Just become mega wealthy and look back and laugh. Laugh, says Pete from Boca. P.S. Take some time off, George. Enjoy the benefits you can only get from being able to wake and bake. You were doing okay, Pete, till you got to the comedy part, you know? Wouldn't you agree? Yeah. You better. <laughs> Seems to me that you're, I don't want to stick up for you because that would be the last thing because I don't know if I can even trust you yet. That's true, yeah. Can I trust you? I think so, yeah. Oh. But time will tell, you know. i got to earn trust. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. This whole business with George and with uh, Joe Bell. See, you're, you're too tight with Joe Bell. That's your problem. You've got that hanging around your neck like a noose, like an albatross. Remember uh, Harry Harvey and Albatross and then yeah. the late Stanley Dancer? Albatross. The rarest of all birds. Remember Abercrombie with Glenn Garnsey? Mm-hmm. Talk about a dead weight. Jerry says, there are things George did that I'm going to miss. For instance, when you'd mention a song like Traces of Love, and in seconds he'd be playing it. Flea, hope you can keep it up. I'll try. Traces of Love by um, whoever. If I had a computer, that'd be a good start. Da -da 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 -da. Oh, you don't have the computer. That's right. Yeah. What do you want from him, Jerry? He's got no no pewter. But this but is Monday. how this is how cool George is. George uh, just texted me a few minutes ago. He said, "Once the new computer gets in there, and you want me to download the music and my uh, music monkey or whatever monkey media, he's going to come in and help me do that." In his music monkey? Yeah. 
I didn't know George had a music monkey. I heard <laughs> yeah. of an organ grinder with a monkey, but never a music monkey. Yeah, George is listening. Uh-oh. Better say nice things about him. George is listening. It's just, I mean, I don't know. He just he was just always there, you know what I mean? Yep. I'm not saying I took him for granted, which I did not. No. Because I appreciated him profusely. There was nothing like being waking up in the morning sick as a dog and being able to reach over, grab my crackberry, and text him a message saying, boy, I'm sick as a dog today. Can you please, uh, you know, mm-hmm. you're on. And within seconds, he'd write back. He would text back, no problem. Got it. Yep. And I'd go back to sleep and hopefully recover from my ailments. I got Joe Bell disease. There's one for uh, for chicken egg, Joe Bell disease. We got Bob Lasseter disease and Neil Rogers disease. Now we need Joe Bell disease. You ever catch that? No. Don't catch it. It's a nasty one. In fact, it seems to me that this whole swine flu thing, that's on the way out. They're going to be screaming about it. They'll have Sanjay Gupta on there talking about Joe Bell freaking disease. <laughs> we miss you already, George. We're pissed off. Here's one from Sarcastic Sam in Boston. Count me as one of the many who are P.O.'d over what happened to George. For the record, I originally believed George wasn't very good on here when he filled in for you during the summer schedule, but that was years ago. He improved a lot over time, and currently I look forward to shows with George at the helm. So now that George has worked so hard to improve his game and has worn so many hats to support the show on the station, he gets screwed over. That's right. I hope he lands on his feet with his own show somewhere, says Sam in Boston. Thanks, Sam, on behalf of George, who is listening. And he's going to do what? He's going to bring in his uh, music monkey? Yep. Traces of Love by the Classics Four. Da, 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 da. Faded autograph. Classics four. They were good. Yeah, they were good. Spooky. Mm-hmm. What was the other one? They had one other big one. God, I can't remember now. Classics four. I could look it up in my book, but I'm old and lazy, and I don't. I don't wanna. Oh, Neil. You're listening to Neil Rogers. Well, here we go again. On South Florida Sports Leader Five Sixty Q A M. She fakes orgasms. I fake foreplay. Well, I got the tea bagging. What is that in your mouth? Tea bag is a ball roller. Certain things you never expect to come out of a person's mouth. Tea bag slides them to her molars. Why can't you ever just keep your big mouth shut? Think about that. Take a little dip, shake around a bit, make them do a 
Okay, 12 minutes before noon at 560 WQM. So let me ask you this. What what measures are they taking to try to get me out of my contract? Oh, I don't know. You don't know? No. Come on. I don't know. I mean, they want me out, right? You know that. doesn't make any sense to me. You're the highest rated uh, show on the station. So it's why not about they... ratings, man. It's about I money. I don't get it then. I don't understand it. Barry Jackass writes this. Rodriguez exits WQM. This is probably the fake Barry Jackass. Who, who the hell knows? All Access. What, what, what's All Access? That's an industry website. Has like, confirmed that longtime Beasley Sports WQAM AM Miami Neil Rogers show producer George Rodriguez has been let go by the station as part of cost-cutting measures. Rodriguez served as a sidekick and fill-in host for Rogers for seven years. Nineteen years, to be exact. APD Promotions and Marketing Director, Assistant PD, uh, Lee Flea Feldman, has been named Rogers' new producer and fill-in host in Rogers' Days Off. Feldman worked with market manager Joe Bell as PD Morning Man at Alternative WJBX Fort Myers, has also served as APD MD at Old Clear Channel Rock WZTA Miami, and on the air at Rock WXTB in Tampa. Rogers has been complaining on the air about the station trying to let Rodriguez go and claims to have a clause in his contract allowing him to choose his own producer. South Florida Sun Sentinel columnist Tom Jicker reported that the station and Rogers have battled over whether to use best of tapes or live host during Rogers' annual summertime off. No, we aren't battling over anything. There are going to be no tapes. Right. Rogers prefers a live show, and Rodriguez has hosted the show during the summer for seven years. Let me say it again. No freaking tapes. I think Joe Bell's got tapeworm. I think that's the problem. <laughs> Maybe that explains the size of his rectum. Chris in Fort Lauderdale says, considering all the responsibilities George handled and his solid ratings filling in for you, I find it impossible to believe he didn't generate more revenue for the station than he was paid in salary. Therefore, I don't believe just QM's justification for George's termination. They don't have to justify anything. That's the way business is nowadays. They look at you uh, cross-eyed, you're fired. I believe the move was out of vengeance and bitterness and was completely personal. After years of enduring your scathing yet justifiable criticism of sports management, the sport tards finally found a way to stick it to you. I don't blame you and I don't blame Flea. I blame Norma's incompetence, but mostly I blame Joe Bell. There are many crazy people in this town. If I were Joe Bell, I'd keep my head on a swivel for a while. Good luck, Neil. Fondly, Chris in Fort Lauderdale. You know, last night I sat down and I typed out a one or two sentence thing announcing that George had been terminated. Mm-hmm. And I sent it to uh, Fat Chris, thinking he would put it on as one of the stories. You know, I forwarded it to our news thing, you know. Right. And he read it, and he responded to me uh, like it was a personal thing, you know, but he didn't put it on there. Hmm. I don't know why he didn't put it on there, Fat Chris, but nevertheless, that's okay. Doug says, sorry about George. The other classic four song was Stormy, and then they eventually became the Atlanta Rhythm Section. They did? I didn't know that. The Classic Four became the Atlanta Rhythm Section. Are you Schmidt and me or what? Wow. I'm so into Stormy. you. Stormy. What? I am so into you. I think that was one of their songs. You sucking up again? <laughs> T. Lamont, no relation, I'm sure, to uh, farting Dave Lamont, says, I'm sorry to hear about George, just as everyone else is. I'm deeply appalled at this management's way of doing things. Appalled, spelled A-P-P-A-U-L-E-D. They're probably doing the same, if not most, all of their stations, which leads me to this. You think they're having to deal with the Performance Rights Act bill that's affecting their other stations would be indirectly having an effect at QAM? 
I drive for a living. I'm usually listening to your show at least three of the four hours you're on. I've been a faithful listener forever. I've never called but still enjoyed the show for many years. I'll probably continue to listen, but probably a lot less. No disrespect to you, Neil. Keep up the good work. And, Neil, let me just say this, and you can mark it down. George will resurface. Probably continue to listen, but probably a lot less. Thanks a lot, Lamont Cranston. Cliff and Kendall, who's a real fan, says anyone who thinks Neil didn't move heaven and earth to try to help George is no fan. A pox on you all. Right. Yep. It took me a while to digest the whole disgusting situation. Am I surprised that Beasley shot down your wingman? No. The Beasleys have a long, twisted history of rewarding failure and punishing success. That's correct. Maybe they'll bring back that Kenny and Blow morning show. Oh, God. With Robert Griefer the Grim Reaper, the Lord of the Board. Please, no. I have to say that George displayed amazing grace and dignity over that three-day-long abortion of a firing. I will truly miss his valuable contribution to the show. George, when fate closes the door, fate will open a window. May this change in direction turn into a great opportunity for better things. Neil, the fact that the Beasleys are trying to make you quit is blatantly obvious. Not going to work. Boy, are they wasting their energy. Don't they know they're just fanning the flames of that famous Neil Rogers determination? That's right. I'm a survivor. I'll be here. The show must go on. I know you're going to squeeze every damn dime out of the Beasleys. They agreed to. That's right. They'll rue the day they threw George under the bus. Based on the sounds coming from your Toronto location, maybe George should look into the, being a fire alarm tester or fire truck driver. Maybe he can polish doorknobs and bang on the floors in your condo building. Sounds like steady work. Thanks, Cliff and Kendall. He's a good guy. Mm-hmm. He's a regular, not one of those front-running phonies. You know, when things are going good, oh, you guys are the greatest, and when things are going bad, oh, we're never going to listen to you again. You suck. We hate you, and etc. Barry Jackass says, I wanted to say goodbye to George. Boy, Barry is just all over the place today, just foaming at the lip. Yeah. I wanted to say goodbye to George. I'm sure he's listening today. I, he is. I was starting to really enjoy him and Flea on the air. He was finding himself. He got a raw deal. I hope you and he will be reunited down the line. I must say, with everything that's happened, please do yourself a favor and find a real agent. If you're able to simulcast your show, perhaps it would give you a revenue stream to hire George direct. Does your contract with WQM allow for simulcasting on non-BBG stations? Yes. You might want to ask Flea about this. Why would I want to ask you about it? I don't know. What told you know about my contract? Nothing. Everybody else is an expert on it, though. Your contract says this, and your contract says that, and Norma didn't do this, and Norma did blah, 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 blah. Anselm says, hello, Uncle Neil. Allow me to take this opportunity to first off wish you a very happy Thursday. Under the circumstances, following the dismissal of George Rodriguez, in addition, thank you copiously for many years of hilarities. Many years of hilarities. <laughs> I've been a loyal listener for the past 18 years, although I'm saddened to know that George Rodriguez lost his job yesterday, given the nature of the economy. However, I'm pleased to know, know that he's no longer associated with the show, really. Huh. For the past seven years or so, George had been to the Neil Rogers show, but Paul Schaefer had been to the David Letterman show. The moment you allowed him to be a little more uh, about, uh, interrelated with the show, all of a sudden he suffered from CSU, can't shut up. Really? I didn't get I that. I wish him the very best in his future and endeavors. In the intervening time, the show must go on, and we'll survive without him. Yours truly, Anselm. Anselm gives George a couple of real shots. Yeah. Paul Schaefer, my ass. At least George has got some here. John says, I'm astonished your agent couldn't write a contract to ensure your choice of producers. I always thought he had. This is a grade school contract law. What an idiot this man is. George will be missed. I'll continue to be a faithful listener and hope you keep us all informed about George's future, whatever it may be. I will. I feel like I've lost a friend. Good luck to him, says John. Thanks, John. I, I never thought there was any doubt that that was something I had control over, but now I've lost total control. Content of the show, producer, 
what we can see, what we can play, if we can fart, if we can't fart, if it can be moist, moist, whatever. Here's one. It says, just curious, what legal loophole did the powers that be used to wiggle out of the contract provision for George? Oh, here's another contract expert. Right. What legal loophole? Ask Norma. Let's give his number out on the air, and you can all have a good chat. He wants to be on air anyway. Norma. Oh, Neil. You're listening to Neil Rogers. She's a real broadcaster. Here we go again. On South Florida's 4640 later, 560 QA. This is Coach Don Schuler, and I sound like Bob Hope on acid. And I want to tell you, it's the 12 to 1 hour, or whatever it is. WQAM, the Neil Rogers Show, minus George with Flea. Mm-hmm. What? Mm-hmm. Oh. The fake John Maynard Keynes writes, sorry to become somewhat chronic with the emails, but some things need to be said. I wonder if Joe considered the potential loss that sacking George could cause to the station. While lots of people were initially put off by his sitting in for you, it seems he won lots of listeners over in recent years. That is correct. What really does WQM say by getting rid of him? What do they lose? This is the type of short-sighted thinking that's infected the world of management. Fret over dimes at the expense of dollars. I hope George finds his own show and fast. Spick and spuds, even on podcast. I'd subscribe. Thanks again for the entertainment, Neil. You're the best, says the fake John Maynard Keynes. Maybe we can get George on serious. Maybe Greg Budel can come up. I have a friend that works here. Do you? Mm-hmm. And? I can make a call. Although they won't pay him much. And he'll have to move to either New York or uh, Washington, D.C. Oh. Here's a real joke. Why isn't Georgia Beasley helping George out? She tried. She did? Yep. What did she do? Called her grandfather. And? Guess it didn't work. She has no clout? I guess not. She called her grandpa on behalf of George. Well, isn't that sweet? She's a nice uh, lady. A mm -hmm. little crazy, but she's nice. Is she really? A little nuts. But in a good what way. What is that? What? She's crazy, but in a good way. Keep in mind, this is your first official day on this job. And you're ripping Georgia Beasley and calling her a crazy bitch or whatever you said? <laughs> is that what, what I you said? said? Okay. Isn't that what he said? We got it on tape. Are you sure? Pretty sure. Uh-huh. Traces is Dennis Yost, who died about six months ago. This is from my death man, Boz, Boz, Florida, who sends me all the obits. I'm sure we had that on the air when it happened, but it just... So did, did you remember that Dennis Yost did the classics before it croaked? Uh-uh. Not me either. He died about six months ago, Dennis Yost. I, I just uh -huh. vaguely remember it now. Remember getting all uh, excited on the air and agitated. Oh, not Dennis Yost. He was good. He had a good voice. Mm -hmm. Rick says, a 10 share in 2001... What the F are the Beasleys doing? An idiot once said that if it ain't broken, things are going well. Then uh, 
tweak it. Any smart broadcaster would have looked for ways to keep your numbers going and for ways to improve upon what was making the station money. Now with management restricting your material, cutting out an integral part of your show, George, and just generally making your life miserable, they think that'll improve their bottom line? Nothing against Flea, but I can already tell that the show is not moving as smoothly as it has in the past. You hear that? Wow. It's not moving as smoothly. What, are you, what is it that you're doing wrong, Flea? I guess I'm moving awfully slow. I don't know. Good luck, Neil. Good luck, Flea, filling George's shoes, and definitely good luck to George. By the way, Flea, keep looking over your shoulder. The Turk could be coming at any time, says Rick. The Turk. Watch out for the knife. Only in matters of business. The fake David Horowitz says Flea is a Jew with a bunch of question marks. Well, that explains everything now, doesn't it? No, it does not. What does All that the mean? other Jews are getting canned. Yeah. Doesn't explain anything. Well, you're, you're a make-believe Jew anyway. You're not sure. for real. That's true. I, of course, being a dietary Jew, and I, I admit it. See, I once upon a time, I remembered something called ethical Judaism, which is to me what Judaism was all about. That's how it was presented to me as a child. Which had something to do with liberalism and, uh, you know, all that. And then, then we started getting all these self-hating right-wing Jews, you know? Right. Jew Lieberman in that crowd. Michael Medved. Oh, my God. And so I realized that the part of Judaism that really stuck with me was the food. <laughs> the blintzes, the latkes, all that stuff, all the good stuff. Kishki, Gribbonus. I bet you never even heard of Gribbonus, much less ever had any. I don't think I've ever had it, no. I've heard of it, but I don't think I've had it. Never had no Gribbonus? No. Onions with chicken fat. Ooh. Fried. Sounds good. Give you such agita you could just scream. Leslie says, this is bull, Joyce. George is part of the shtick. We'll miss you, George. George, says Leslie. Thanks, Leslie. Jay from Cooper City says, Hello, Neil and Flea. I'm hurt that George is no longer part of the show, but as long as you're still on the air, that's all that matters. You are the show. Keep up the good work. P.S. Oh, boy. First, he, you know, licks my tushy, and then he goes, uh, Go ahead! Why are there no audio clips of Go Ahead on your website? Wah! Wah! We want. Want. Wah! Go ahead! Because uh, it's not on there, it's not going to be on there. Everything they want for free. Everything they want, when they want it, where they want it. The fake Dick Cheney says, give it to Norma and find a real shyster who can find a loophole in your contract for George. Does Norma get a bonus when some poor slob gets canned? Probably. George, if Neil reads this and you're listening, keep your chin and your pants up around uh, you. Joe and Norma. Oh, I see. Keep your pants up around Joe or Norma. They'll drill you again, says Dick Cheney. 1,245 votes on the poll, and that's because I haven't come up with a new one. We need some polls on there on the website. My God. I'm down to like four or five, and they're all so bad I wouldn't use them on, on your show if you had one. <laughs> they're bad. Oh, and here's more emails. Neil, I don't blame you for George's firing. I blame George Bush for the current state of the economy. Everybody's getting fired or going bankrupt. Yeah, everybody's getting screwed. Smokey in Oakland Park, I can't believe that George is actually gone. I thought he was part of your crew, and as such, maybe included in your contract with QAM. He was with you before QAM and very loyal to you. Are you pulling what Howard Stern did when WNBC fired Robin by continuing your show to not give QAM what they're after? You're a rectum? What does that mean? I don't know. I like your show. However, I made it a priority to listen during the summers because George is great. He targeted the younger audience, and I enjoy his shows more so than yours. Wow. 
This is a shame, as I probably won't tune in as often as, as before, especially now during the summer. When George scores another gig, please announce it on the air so I can tune in. Thank you. And here's the thing on Wikipedia already. On May 13, 2009, it was announced that, but not confirmed, that Rodriguez was being fired by QM, yada, yada, yada. Rodriguez's future with the show has been the topic of interest in the South Florida media, including the Sun Sentinel newspaper and broadcast journalist Fat Man After Dark. Oh, my God. Broadcast journalist, my ass. Are you ready for that? (coughs) Probably Mr. Radio. As George would say, another pimply-faced, fat-ass, shut-in loser. Right. Eric says, this is outrageous. The Beasleys suck. I'm a loyal listener. feel that what happened yesterday was... Outright wrong, and George is definitely getting the short end of the deal. Incredible that QM don't care about the best show they have on their station. Joe Bell should be fired for being an idiot. Oh, wait a minute. They'd have to fire the entire station except for you and Flea. George added so much to the show. George made me laugh with his comments and remarks. I'll miss him. I wish him the very best. Hope to hear him soon on the airways again. I will always keep listening to the show and hope you keep up to date with what George is doing. Yes, I will. I'll try. Keep up the great work you do, and thank you for keeping us entertained, says Eric in Miami. Oh, here's George Sedano's agent back again, Tim Jones. You ready for this? <laughs> yeah, the one that couldn't spell his name right. Right, that's right, the one that kept spelling it with two N's. He's got an N problem on his typewriter, like uh, James Kahn did in Misery. Remember he had a problem with the N's? Right. Neil, I'm very sorry to hear what's happened to your producer, George Rodriguez. I've been out of town for the last week. I just got back in town this morning, and that's when I heard the bad news about George. I wish I was the one who wrote up your latest contract with QAM. I would have made, I would have made sure. Oh, my God, talk about illiterate. I would have made sure George was protected from this happening to him. If you would like for me to go over your current contract with you, I can do so free of charge. I'll bet. Even though I haven't got a reply from you about our luncheon, it's not too late for you to hire me as your new agent. I'm sending out my deepest sympathies for George and his family. Please let him know if there's anything I can do. Please let me know. George Sedano's agent, Tim Jones. Right. Yeah, send money. Yeah, send him a bunch of money, Tim. Send him a bag full of money. Big bills. Hundreds, fifties, thousands. Atlanta, uh, somebody cares about this. The Atlanta Rhythm Section, sometimes known as IARS, is an American Southern rock band. It unofficially formed in 1970 as former members of the Candymen and the Classics Four became the session band in the newly opened Studio One in Doraville, Georgia, near Atlanta. It says, that's sad about Jorge. Now I can't listen to Suds Coleman anymore. Joe Bell needs a chainsaw up his rectum deep. Chainsaw. John in Lake Worth says, I feel compelled to chime in as well as uh, over this George situation. To let someone go who helped out your show over the, over the top on multiple ratings books, bringing in countless thousands of dollars in advertising revenue, simply makes no sense. And that's the reason he was let go. Your station has progressively gotten worse over the years with the firing of Hank. No signal to speak of. The ridiculous neutering of the fart sounds, in other words, that are frequently said on primetime TV. Bad decisions continue to be made, and this is just one more example. Loyalty, hard work, success doesn't matter any longer in this country of ours. If it ain't broke, we must try to fix it. F the listeners in the Beasley motto. Very sad indeed. He's a talented young guy. I'm sure he'll land on his feet. George, if you're listening, we'll miss you. John and Lakeworth. And it goes on and on. I'm, I'm weak. My kishkis are aching. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I had this yesterday, too. Aching kishkis. You know what that is? I think so. I'm not going to try to speak Yiddish with a Goyesh or Cup like you, with a make-believe Jew, who don't even know what 
Kishki is. Did you ever have Kishki with gravy? Yes. Did you? Mm -hmm. Good stuff, man. Yeah. Probably at that deli in Tampa. Remember the deli in Tampa was open for about a half an hour? No, I don't, actually. There was one. When, when we went over to do the SUN shows, they brought food into me and Lasseter. Not too many Jews in Tampa. Oh, I would say... About 30, man. Right mm -hmm. there on Dale Mabry, there's a big shul. I know that. I remember driving by it. Yeah. Know the one I'm talking about? Yes, I do, actually. Right on Dale Mabry. It's kind of scenic there, you know? Yeah. That's Until right. you start looking at the people, the rednecks, the mugwumps. Right. The troglodytes. Oh, operator error. Uh-oh. Not good. Well, let's just, let's just yeah, skip this part. Okay. Is that okay? Sure. Ishma says, you know Ishma? Ishma Ahmed? Mm-hmm. Joe Bell's next tactic will be to play tapes during the summer. He knows everyone will complain about Flea and Josh doing the show, who sound terrible and sound like two gay men gossiping. <laughs> Joe will tell you we're playing tapes, Neil. If you don't like it, walk. I'm not walking anywhere. I may walk from one machine to another or to the tea room at Woodbine. That's about all the walking I'm doing. You have a weak contract. QM owns the right to all the tapes, says Ishma, who's an expert. Like all these other people, they're all experts. Yeah. Isn't it amazing how many experts there are on my contract, on my life, on uh, George, on this and that? Everybody's a freaking expert. Yep. One thing about me, I've been around a long time, and I haven't met too many experts on too many different topics. Even though these people are... I still don't have a new poll for tomorrow. Pretty weak. Pretty weak efforts. Now, let, let me just give you the ones that I got on there. Best Canadian rock band or singer. We've already done that a million times. Yeah. You want to do that one? Okay, whatever you want to do. I vote for Rush. It's on there. There are a lot of them not on here. Brian Adams? Brian Adams, oh my God. Yeah, he's bad. Nickelback's a Canadian band. They're not on here. They should be. They're huge. Yeah, they're big. Finger What's 11. your name, too? Celine Dion? Yeah. She's Canadian, though, right? Yeah, unfortunately. I sure hope the damn Sri Lankans aren't doing it again today. Every day now, they're tying up the streets here. These are, these are crazy people. The Tamil Tigers. Screw the Tamil Tigers. You could do Best Canadian Comedian. There's been some good ones. No, it's already on there. Oh, I already okay. sent it to... Uh, let me see. Sent items. Eric. He's got Guess Who, Supertramp, Rush, America, Neil Young, Gordon Lightfoot, Anne-Marie, Klaatu, The Posies. I changed my vote, then I go with uh, Supertramp. Not Rush? No, I take Supertramp. And what about what's-her-name, the cutesy little uh, blonde singer? What's her name? Avril Lavigne. Avril Lavigne. Mm, not a fan. What's wrong with him? She is. She chopped liver. Well, once we get this on there tomorrow, you'll you'll add to it. Yeah, we'll need to add Nickelback for sure. Okay. Well, don't keep that in mind. Okay. Don't okay. forget. All right. Make a note to yourself. Done. Are you good at that kind of stuff? You must be with 15 different jobs to do. Yeah, I got to write stuff down everywhere. Here's the poll. Who is the most hated, bigoted, hateful, bigoted right wing, ultra right wing radio host ever? I don't think I read that too well. 1,255 votes because we've had it on there way too long because we don't have a new poll. Well, we do, but it's not up yet. Rush Limbaugh, 760, 770, over 61%. Michael Savage, 249. After that, Small Potatoes. Sean Hannity, 85. Laura Ingram, 41. Glenn Beck, 36. Mark Levin, 33. Dennis Miller, 18. Hugh Hewitt, 13. Michael Medved, 9. And Dennis Prager, 5. You're missing All somebody. 
What? You're missing somebody. Who's that? Cephalo. Jimmy Syphilis. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a good one. Jimmy Syphilis, and what about Todd Schmidtmeister? Oh, yeah, that one, too. MJ. Let's, let's get them both on there. M- oh, yeah, MJ. MJ <laughs> and uh, what's his name? Yeah, him and Bubba hate each other like poison. Ev- evidently, they're in court. They're suing. They're this. They're that. Yeah. A lot of hostility there in that Tampa market. A lot of bitterness and hate. And I thought Ann Coulter would be good for that list, but I guess she doesn't do a she radio show. She doesn't have show. a talk show. Yeah. Thank God. Yeah. Lawrence says, so much for those a-holes who thought this was shtick. That is correct. I feel bad for my job, for George. My wife recently lost her job, and I have some inkling what he's going through. At least I still have a job. His wife may have to get up off her duff. I didn't always care for his choice of topics during his fill-ins, but for the most part, he did a great job. And apologies to Flea. You couldn't have a better producer than George. I don't believe that said anything to do with money, at least not as explained by QM. Is George costing so much more than Curtis, whoever works Rose's show or the big O now? Now, that's a firing I could support, he says. <laughs> or should we also expect Joe Rose's, Orlando's, and Mad Dog's producers to go out the same door in the same way as George? Flea, better get your rest because you're going to be working for free as the producer of all the shows all day long at QAM. Yeah. He'll do it. George, from a purely selfish standpoint, I hope to hear you again somewhere on the dial, preferably alongside Neil, and on the station opposite QAM in this time slot, getting big numbers as QAMs dwindle. But from your standpoint, use this as a positive opportunity. Get out of radio while you still have your sanity. Good luck to George and Neil and even to Flea. Even to Flea, boy. Wow. Talk about condescending. Here's one from Sal. Why did they renew your contract if they wanted to be a sports-only station? Maybe because they want to have some numbers. <laughs> Maybe because this is the one show that has always made the money. Unlike the Dolphins and unlike the Hurricanes and unlike the Marlins and a lot of the sports swill that they put on the air over the years. Well, they lost a bundle on the Marlins. Then they kept having to go to court to sue every time the Marlins would deball the team. You know, like after they won the World Series those two times, then they would deball the team right. and put a Little League team out there. And they'd have to sue to try to, like, uh, you know, goose the uh, broadcast rights way down. Remember that? Yes, I do. Oh, not Patricia Walters again. She put a really, really nasty email on here yesterday, just slicing my ass. She says, Flea is a traitor to George. Joe Bell put the knife in, but Flea was the one who sharpened it for him. Beware of Flea. He is like that one Jew back in the concentration camps who'd pretend to be your friend, but then would go to the Nazi guards and tell them what everyone was up to. This woman is a crazy, crazy bitch. Yeah. She is. Sounds like it. She sent me a psychotic, hostile email yesterday, the likes of which I wouldn't wish on Heinrich Himmler and her. What a sow. I said that yesterday, too. Sorry, Patricia, but you're a sow. You're a hateful, nasty bitch. Go mind your own business, okay? Go get a life of your own. Go play tiddlywinks in the middle of I-95 in rush hour. Go out there and demonstrate with the Sri Lankans in the middle of University Avenue at about 4.30 in the afternoon. What do you know about Sri Lanka? Nothing. Good. All I know is that those people, there are like 200,000 of them here, and they're a pain in the ass. Oh, we want the Canadian government to intercede and stop the killing. We want the U.S. government. And they're in front of the U.S. Embassy, which is on University Avenue, which is like one of the main downtown roads here. Mm-hmm. Every day, Queens Park, blocking Sri Lankans. <clears throat> Everybody's got an ass to grind, you know what? I think we ought to be out there in the middle of University Drive uh, bitching about George getting canned. That would be a protest worthwhile, right? Yeah. 
Why do you say yeah? Because I'd like George to come back. You would? Yes. Then you'd lose this high-paying gig. <laughs> yeah. And are we supposed to really believe this, that you're getting paid nothing to do this? I am getting paid nothing to do this. Not a penny? Just my salary. And if you, uh, I, what they did tell me is, uh, I guess I will get George's bonuses, that he, whatever his bonus structure was, so whatever that is. You're going to get George's bonuses? Well, not the one he just earned. <laughs> right. Look, there's going to be bonuses from this show, what they're doing to it? you got to be right. kidding me. Right, I know. Neil? God? Manny, have a seat. We're sorry, but the Dodger organization has to suspend you for 50 games due to your failed drug test. Um, was it the marijuana? No. Was it the cocaine? No, it was... What about the quaaludes? No. The bite at it? No. The estrogen replacement? God, no, Manny, it was for performance-enhancing drugs. Oh, so it wasn't a heroin? Manny, just stop talking. Get out of here and go relax. Maybe I should take some OxyContin. That'll calm me down Ow. real fast. Ow! Supertramp was British, not Canadian. I didn't think they were Canadian, and they weren't. Here's a really stupid one from Jorge in Miami. All these people are experts, like I told you before. Yep. Everybody in South Florida is an expert. Neil, how can the Sri Lankans be demonstrating in front of the U.S. Embassy in Toronto if the Canadian capital is Ottawa? Oh, well, guess what? Because there, there is a U.S. Embassy in Toronto right on University Avenue, schmuck. Just like I'm sure there's a U.S. Embassy in Vancouver and all the other large cities in the country. Mm -hmm. Montreal, whatever. And, of course, in Ottawa, which is the capital. Believe you me, I know the U.S. Embassy. I've been inside of it. We had to go there to get uh, Paco his visa. No MasterCard, but a visa. You hear that? Oh, yeah. Very jackasses. Please note. See, I'm not the one talking about simulcasting the show. All you fake emailers are, who are full of crap, you're the ones talking all this garbage. Please take note. Simulcasting your show will take some effort. Don't hold your breath for Norma Kent to do something on your behalf or wait for your phone to ring. I'm not. Since Lee was a Clear Channel employee, perhaps he has some connections and can be a go-between for you. Yeah. Have him gauge Clear Channel's interest in simulcasting your show on TKS in Orlando. Clear Channel also has an FM talk station in Palm Beach, ZZR. Bob and Tom in the mornings, Love Doctors Middays. Mm-hmm. But a beep, but a boop, but a bop. All you people talking about crap. Everybody's a radio expert now. Everybody's an agent. Everybody's an expert. Like I said, everybody in South Florida is an expert. You pick the topic, they're an expert. They'll tell you. Yeah, somebody email me the contact information for that station in Orlando. We've already got it. Yeah. There, there's no interest there. There's no offers. There's no nothing. Nobody's calling Norma. Nobody's calling me. Nobody. It's just all fake. Like Greg Budell and Sirius XM. Same garbage. The fake Greg Budell. Mark Levin is a rabid, self-hating Jew, right-wing talk show host, it says, who can be heard nightly on WYOD. He's also the mentor to Sean Hannity. His entire show is nothing but vitriolic spew toward liberals, progressives, and, of course, Democrats. He's also a lawsuit-happy lawyer who sleeps 365, 24-7 with a schmata on his head. How do you like that? He's a schmata head. Wow. Neil, Supertramp was British, not Canadian. The band who once backed Bob Dylan were four-fifths Canadian, and a lot better than those you listed, says Pete in Tampa. The band. Well, when we get to that poll, uh, whenever... Then we can add, subtract, whatever. Super tramp my ass. Now let's see if Eric's got the new pull up there ready to go. I doubt it. Let's see. No, not yet. Maybe Eric's having a few lunches. Who knows? Well, here's a pull suggestion from the fake Andy Griffin. What's your take on the firing of George? Should we do that one? Sure. I'm pissed off and fired up. 
Good riddance, it's about time. It sucks, but I'll adjust. I'll never listen again after today, etc. Andy and Weston says, just when George was starting to get really, really good by himself, they fire him. Unbelievable. That is. Yeah. No, it's very believable for them. They have a death wish. If it's good, they don't want it. And like George always said, and I think he probably said it too many times, if they like it, it's going to suck and it's going to fail. Remember how many times he said that? Lots. The Dow's up 68 points. And there's the president's town hall meeting in Albuquerque, New Mexico. You believed that in a time of great inequality, we could restore a sense of fairness to our economy. Oh, yeah, fairness. There ain't no such thing as fairness no more. Here's one from John ZTR. Hey, Neil, I'm listening to the show now. I still can't believe George was let go. I wish I could express my anger by punching Joe Bell in the nuts. Wow. I hope it gets a better job somewhere else. I still can't believe it. Believe this or not, it's unbelievable this can't be real. Anyway, Neil, good luck and take care. I'll send more movies to the station and Flea will forward them to Neil. Yes, he will. Yes. W will you? Sure. No, he'll steal them and take them home. If they're good. John ZTR. Oh, my God. Mike says, from the era of the Grand Union grocery stores, I've been a loyal listener and occasionally send an email, not a chronic. Sorry to hear about George. I've been listening lately to the saga about his pending doom. Hopefully he'll land on his feet. Maybe he'll get a show of his own with suds. I'll continue to listen. Hope for the best for your show. If all else fails, go ahead, says Mike. Go ahead. Go, go ahead. Oh, here's a poll idea. Which chronic would you prefer to see get drawn and quartered? Sure. Vincent says, I'm disappointed in WQM management. George was hitting his stride, filling in for you. He really uh, went into great detail on how religion is nothing but garbage. He sounded like he was having a great time at Gulfstream and gave great tips on cool websites and how to fix your computer if it went down. He'll be missed tremendously. Sincerely, Vincent T. Thanks, Vincent. What in my, what in God's name is this thing? Tom Jicka, the fake Tom Jicka, of course, radio blog, posted by Dave Hyde. And it's just a narration of Dave Hyde and Dave, some, I don't know what this is. Bunch of crap from the fake Tom Jicka. It says, I believe there are consulates in large Canadian cities, not an embassy. Oh, they're called. The U.S. consulate, the U.S. well, whatever the hell it's called. Well, let's nitpick about it. What do you say? Wah, wah, you made a mistake. Wah. Whatever the hell it's called, U.S. consulate, U.S. embassy, whatever it's called. It's a big, uh, ugly building with Sri Lankans running around with signs and placards and flags in front of it. Wah, wah, wah. I think that's the Sri Lankan national anthem. Wah, wah. <laughs> yeah, let's all sing it together. That was up 71 points. And the president's in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Don't be jerky. I'll see you in Albuquerque. Ever been there? Never. Why not? I've just never had the opportunity. I heard it's pretty, though. It is very scenic when you drive through New Mexico. You see all those Las Montañas, all that crap. Mm -hmm. Let's see if Eric's got the new pull-up about kidding. No, not yet. Maybe Eric's not even home. Is he in his little box? I don't know. Let me look at my computer. Oh. Oh, that's right. You don't have a computer there. Sorry. I what? can't believe. Well, I can't believe because that's George. You know, he really cares about this show. Yeah. And he still obviously still feels like part of it. But the fact he offered to come in and give you his... Um, Media monkey. Media monkey. I mean, what kind of guy would do that today after he gets canned? Unceremoniously canned. Fired at it. Shoved out the door. 
Nice going, Norma Kent. All these years, you had me convinced George was protected. Not something we'd even ever have to worry about. And then, oh, geez, well, bada beep, bada boop, bada bop, and Joe was un, he's unpersuaded. Even on his legal letterhead, it didn't persuade them. No. Even signing it, Norman Elliot Kent, it didn't persuade them to do the right thing. They laugh at you, Norma. They laugh at you like a circus clown. Oh, Neil. You're listening to Neil Rogers. This station stands for nothing. Absolutely. Somebody says it's going around. Miami Heat reduces staff, including Wally Jones. Who? Former NBA star Wally Jones held several basketball camps for kids of special needs during his tenure with the Heat. The economic downturn has reached the American Airlines Arena offices of the Miami Heat with the NBA team this week announcing a round of layoffs that includes popular community affairs liaison Wally, W-A-L-I, Wally Jones, among others. Hmm. It's the current economic climate. That's the excuse for everything. Yeah, didn't Chrysler announce they're going to shut down like 800 showrooms today? Yeah. That's crazy. Here's one. I guess this is a poll idea. Thus far, what do you miss about George? Well, what does that mean? Meaning me? Meaning the listeners, I guess. Oh. Here's one that says, is Obama looking for the runaway bride in Albuquerque? Yeah, he's he made a stop at 7-Eleven and got a... Uh, blueberry Slurpee. This one says, I love your show. Eastern Financial got taken over several weeks ago, but they still have ads on the Internet of your show. Have George look into it. Well, what does that mean, Eastern Financial? I don't know. Got taken over several weeks back, but they still have ads on the Internet of your show. I don't know what that means. I have no idea. And neither do you. I thought maybe I was getting old and slipping, you know, which I am, but nevertheless... Sun came out today. How do you like that? It was cloudy and murky earlier and raining. And now the sun and shine is going to be 66. Not bad. All One right. of these days soon, it's going to be 77. Mike Johnson says, after pondering this last evening, I'm surprised they decided to cut George's position when I see several other areas where costs could be eliminated. One, sales staff who evidently are carrying their weight with depressed ad revenues. Less ads being taught 
bought should mean less sales there. Oh, they cut their uh, they cut their commission down what twice to about minus ten. They cut it twice, yeah. They cut it twice already. They have to pay to get in the door in the morning and have donuts and coffee. <laughs> two, having rock solid sports show hosts during two hour bridge shows five days a week. Hmm. Three, having hosts go on. So this goes on and on and on, Mike. Oh my God! Sorry to vent and get all pissed off and fired up, but the George firing has me quite bothered. Me too. Nothing personal, please, says Mike. Nope. Oh, it goes on and on and on and on. Just, just too, too long and too much. Too, too much verbiage, Mike. Sorry. Oh, and here's one little shot from Ron Bailey. In spite of all your so-called efforts, let me print it out. It's teeny tiny print. Why is it that some of the emails come in in teeny tiny print? I don't know. I guess the font on their computer. Their what? I guess the font that they're using on their computer. Well, why? I don't know. I don't know. I got news for you, Mr. Ego. You're not going to be on this show about come hell or high water. We're not talking about you, about your lame uh, entourage. Ain't going to happen. Ron says, subject firing of George, in spite of all your so-called efforts, the bottom line is you failed miserably to protect George. You should have written him into your contract as your sidekick, not your producer, you schmuck. You smuck, S-M-U-C-K, smuck. <laughs> you make fun of Howard Stern and his sidekick, Robin, but Howard would never allow any station manager to fire Robin. Maybe that's the difference between a straight guy and a homo, so much for homo loyalty. Yeah, it's got to do with homo, yeah. Yeah. It's got to do with being gay. That's it. You tried, man. You tried hard. I tried feverishly, frantically. I was I was sick to my stomach when I left here yesterday. And then 15 minutes later, there's the call from George, and there was no doubt. I already knew. Yeah. Doug says, Neil, are you going to sit there and tell me, oh, and everybody else, that George couldn't make enough money by doing spots, appearances? He could have done the stories, and then you throw a little something every now and then, even if there's no bonus? Yeah, that's right. He would have made up his salary by doing a few spots and appearances. Not. Yeah. Idiot. It says, and there's something mysteriously missing from all this. Georgia Beasley, I thought they were friends, it says. Friends. Didn't you say Georgia tried to go to bat? She did. Gornish Helfen didn't help. No. There were a lot of people tried to go to bat for George, but they were uh, adamantine. They were, they were just, uh, you know, stubborn and impossible. There isn't and, a person in this building that didn't like George, doesn't right. like George. That's correct. Except for Joe Bell. In spite of what he told him to his face about how much he likes him and he loved him on the air and yada yada. See, when you tell so many lies, when you tell so many stories out of all sides of your ass like Joe Bell does, they come back to slap you in the cheek. Oh, well, I don't. I like Flea on the air better than George. And Neil's uh, out. I'm worried about Neil's health and he's out sick so much, yada, 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 and this summer and all this other crap. Then he tells George how much he liked him on the air, which is what he always told me. JP says, so what's going to happen now on days when you're gone? Flea and Josh Cordes is what yeah. you tell us. So far. So far? I don't know how much uh, even Josh... Brandon, and... Even Brandon caved in on the Josh Cordes thing, which that, that just shocked me. Yeah, that's crazy. Well, wait till you hear this. From the fake Tom Jicka. I'm getting inquiries from Perry Michael Simon with all access. Who the hell is that? I don't know. And other industry insiders on your interest in simulcasting your show. Apparently, the real Radio Orlando rumors are starting to circulate. Has the station contacted you? No. Have you contacted Clear Channel? No. Is there anything to report? No. 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 All a bunch of bullcrap made up in your head. 
the fake Tom Jicka and the fake Barry Jackass and the fake Jimmy Syphilis and the fake this one and the fake... George is right about that. Yeah. The number of real people out there sending emails having anything to say about anything is so minuscule you can put in a thimble and have room for both of Joe Bell's cheeks left over and Fat Boy and Fat Man After Dark. Redlands, Jim and Jan say Neil were amazed at the release of George and appalled at the manner in which this was done. At least they spelled appalled right. As I said yesterday, we are loyal listeners, but now we'll be able to get some things done around the farm this summer as George will not be on the air. We will greatly miss his shows. Redlands, Jim and Jan. Yeah, good people. They came by with food one day. They did? Yeah. Oh, good stuff, too. What did they bring? They brought some uh, oatmeal cookies that were really good and uh, some of these uh, cinnamon rolls. Oh, man, let me tell you. Is this part of the plot to get me killed? Is Joe Bell putting you up to get me killed, cinnamon rolls? No. Next thing, I'll be going to a mall where there's a Cinnabon. They were good, and they brought the, uh, I guess they make the strawberry jam out there. They jam on it? Oh, they jammed on it well. Did you ever uh, stand next to a Cinnabon in, like, a shopping mall and just sniff? Yeah, I think you actually gained five pounds just from sniffing. Mmm. Those are good. The the aroma could put you in a diabetic coma, I'm Mm -hmm. telling you. It's that good. Yep. Mmm. Timothy says, not Canadian, meaning super tramp. From England, even though they relocated to California in the early 80s. A couple of other non-connects on the list, too, but didn't catch it while laughing about Supertramp. So sorry to hear about George. Maybe you should try legal aid or the lawyers on the back of matchbooks. That's right. <laughs> Flea is okay. He'll be fine. He's in a very tough position between a rock and a hard place. Yeah. yeah, you're in a difficult position. I hope you realize that. I'm sure you do. I'm sitting. You're in a very, very difficult position. I changed my vote back to Rush then since Supertramp's English. Super Tramp is not Canadian. Never have been, never will be. Even if they come and visit the U.S. consulate on University Avenue. With or without a bunch of crazy Sri Lankans demonstrating in front, tying up the streets. What the, what the hell is Canada going to do about Sri Lanka? <laughs> what are they going to do? Drop nuclear weapons on Sri Lanka? Guess what? Canada don't have any. And if Canada wants to sacrifice a bunch of soldiers, they've already done that in Afghanistan. hundred and some odd. Dead. Holly says, I was very sorry to hear about George's firing. I was always fascinated by his shows on religion. How is Flea's knowledge on the subject? What do you know about religion, you heathen bastard, you fake Jew? What I learned from George. Oh. You keep saying that there will be no best of Neil tapes. What control do you really have over that? Is that, is that in the same contract that said you had your choice of producers? Holly's given me a little stuch there, huh? A little bit. I have been and will always be a loyal listener. Good luck, George. Hang in there, Neil. Always Holly. I thought Holly was my friend. She's given me a stuch. This is not the time to be giving me a shot, Holly. Now that Neil is down and depressed and morbid. That's when they take the shots, though, isn't it? That's right. When you're down, that's when they, uh, you know, just, just like buzzards, like vultures, the old turkey vultures. They come in waiting to feed on the dying, decaying carcass. Oh, my God. Andres and Waspam, who's your favorite character from the Godfather movies? Like, we haven't done that 50,000 times. That's his poll idea? Oh, my God. Mike Johnson says, sorry to be so lengthy. I'll just summarize the three points I was making. One, why send a host to the Senior Bowl and run up the food, airfare, and alcohol bill? Two, paying high prices for dolphin and hurricane broadcasts. And three, have one station manager for South Florida and Southwest Florida. Hope that's more concise. Yes, it is, Mike. Thank you. Wow. Pusillanimous pussyfooter. I was thinking about him a little while ago. You want to know why? Why? Because he's one of my long, old-time MySpace correspondents. And the MySpace people, do you know how many how many MySpace emails I've had about this in the last two days? How many? Take a guess. Four. Guess again. Zero? Right. Zero. Zippity-doo-dah. None. None. 
Mulder says, sorry to hear about George. I listened to the archives earlier this morning, yesterday's show. It sounded like bad news for George. What's going to happen next? Hope they're not gunning for you. Oh, I'm sure they are. After all, st- after all of it, I still love the show, says Mulder. Well, thanks, Mulder. Chrysler eliminate, moves to eliminate 789 of 3,200 dealers. And what's going to happen to all those people who work in all those dealerships? Right. Guess what? Go they're on. going to get Georged. They're going to get hanked, and they're going to get Georged. That's what's happening in your America. What happened with all these new jobs that they're creating? I don't know. I haven't seen any yet. I don't either. I don't know where they are. Maybe they're in Albuquerque. Is it as bad in Canada as it is here? Yes. Is it? Almost. Pretty bad. Everybody's out of work. Everybody's crying. Pusillanimous Pussyfooter says, Some of the listener reaction to George's termination is so wildly off the mark, I had to make these comments. For those who seek to make George into a simple-minded martyr, they're insulting his intelligence. George, who obviously was very smart, had to be aware of his circumstances. Working in the hostile environment of a station where jock-sniffing, not competent job performance, was the most uh, valued attribute an employee could possess. Seeing the pay cuts and other cost-cutting measures that were going on around him, such as the termination of Allison, George had to know that he was a likely target in the next round of Beasley-ordered cost-cutting. I'm sure he was in the back of his mind preparing for what took place yesterday. George was a real original. In that vein, there were times when on air he would drive me crazy, such as the awful musical selections, his verbal interactions with cloying, fish-smelling Lucy, and so on. But his positive attributes far outweigh those annoyances. What I want out of radio personality is entertainment. Not a sycophant is going to agree with me 100% of the time. And George provided that. He'll be missed. I hope he'll be appreciated more by management in his next position. As far as Joe Bell and Clarence goes, their subhuman unctuousness is all too well known. No one should have expected them to look for alternative cost-cutting measures when the elimination of George's position proved such an easy, expedient solution. The fact that cutting George removed a person who's never hesitated to state his disgust with the jock worship sickness that permeates the rest of QAM was only a bonus to these Neanderthals. And by the way, no one has to wonder how that station's under heavy financial constraints, terminates a senior producer, but finds it possible to keep a website flunky like Cordis on staff. But that's the subject for another email. How do you like that? He hasn't even started with you yet. You're already ripping Cordis. He is a flunky. He's what? A flunky. And, Neil, as far as Mr. Feldman goes, I urge you within the boundaries of the consummate professionalism that you've always exhibited to be very wary of this person. Mm -hmm. Whatever else one could say about George, he was always looking out for your best interests. Whether Mr. Feldman will do so and where his loyalties ultimately remain to be seen. You even said that. Yeah. He's a Joe Bell suck-up. Trust has to be earned. In closing, Neil, I assure you the greatest majority of your listeners understand the circumstances under which these events took place. I'm confident they'll remember why they're Neil Rogers' listeners. The loss of George will change the show, but it won't change the most important thing that has made your show an important part of my life over the last 21 years. You, a Neely forever, pusillanimous, pussyfooter. Oh, Neil. You're listening to Neil Pee-pee. Rogers. Hi, this is Brady Quinn. I like to shave my legs, arms, and buns while listening to the Neil Rogers 1 to 2 hour.
101 at 560 WQM. It's our big one to two hour. Flea is with us. Yes. Yes. Jimmy Syphilis is back again. Just can't control himself. Ugh. Subject, Jason Taylor. I'll have you know I broke the Jason Taylor signing yesterday in WYOD and WYNZ. Well, whoop-de-doo. We had it posted on the website before the other guys, and Ken Charles called Fox and ESPN Radio to be sure. Eat your heart out, big O. Have your fakes keep dreaming about you going on FM. It'll never happen because no FM programmer in their right mind would pay you a dollar to put you on. You're finished, bubs. It's over, Johnny. It's over. That's right. No FM programmer would put me on like on Zeta when we kicked everybody's ass in the market with double-digit shares. Mm -hmm. But nevertheless. Now, here's one. This is the kind of crap that really just frost my fat, old, ugly ass. Warner Klemperer says, you have to do something. Neil, you just can't abandon George. Even if you're only making half your previous salary, half a fortune is still a fortune. You could easily subsidize George's salary. No. I can't believe you won't help George after his 20 years of loyalty to you. Stop being stubborn and insisting it's the station's fault and not your problem. You are being a terrible friend. You're standing by with your hands in your pockets while watching someone drown in front of you. It doesn't matter whose fault it is. Do something to help. As a matter of fact, I just sent George a check for a couple grand last week. Just out of the blue. But these people are all experts on um, my fortune and how much I got and who I should help out and yada. By the way, at least you could do, show some loyalty and not allow Flea to be on the air. <laughs> if WQM is going to force you to accept him as your producer, at least make him sit in the control room and shut up. Making him your own on-the-air sidekick one day after George's firing is the ultimate slap in the face to George. I'd be very uncomfortable being a friend of yours after seeing how easily you sold out George in his time of need. Well, guess what, Warner? You're not a friend of mine and never going to be. Jackass. Ass clown. Fool. That, that's right. Keep turning it around. It's all my fault. i got to support everybody that gets fired. Everybody. Not just George. Anybody and everybody. How about, uh, what's his name? Jesse Agler. Should yeah. I send him a few bucks? You should. And you know what? I'm not getting paid to do the show, so you can send me a couple grand, too. So. Yeah, oh, sure. There you go. Thanks. No. Oh. Damn. Here's one that says, Oscar, plans for your day off. Permit me to suspend my usual verbal mauling and demolition of you for a few moments. Just to wish George all the best for the future. It's obvious from what you've been saying, Joe Bell is intending to run archive tapes on your days off because he thinks listeners want to hear your voice. Uh, that, that's never even been a topic of discussion here in the middle of all this George stuff, has it? Not with me, no. No, not with any of us. Whilst your radio voice, whilst your radio voice is a good one, I listen to talk radio to hear a live person I can interact with in response to what is being said, be it via phone or email. If I hear a recording of your voice, I can download an archive from your website. Hope you'll stand your ground on this one and not let these management morons shaft you still further, says Oscar. There's no discussion about anything having to do with tapes, Oscar. Just keep fantasizing, just like all these chronics. Oh, you're going to cheer, cheer channel, you're going to hear, you Yeah, right. Just keep making up a bunch of crap. Here's one from the Beast. You ready for that? Okay. He was in here earlier. What'd he say? How's it going? That's it? That's pretty much it, yeah. What time was this? And he said good luck to us all. About an hour ago. Well, this was sent at 10.39 this morning from the Beast. Neil, I'm still shocked and dismayed at the way George was treated. A lot of us peons at the station admire George because we thought he was the one untouchable. Guess not. You hear them coming? Yep. Wow. I bet it's a lot more effective with the window open. Yeah. Speaking on behalf of all the sport holes, even though George didn't share our love for watching men sweat, he was a big part of our rapidly dwindling staff. We all looked up to George because we knew we actually had a clue about this business and always had the right answer when it came to radio stuff. 
who was also maybe the nicest guy in the building. He never failed to get everyone on staff a holiday gift. Was always there to listen to us vent day after day after day. He'll be sadly missed. P.S. I know I suck on the air, but the reason why I'm sure I wasn't asked to help flee, they'd have to pay me, says the Beast. How do you like that? Even the Beast has got enough self-respect, they'd have to pay him to be on there. Well, flee. Good for him. What? Good for him, I guess. He's got that, uh, you know, he can he can do that. He can throw his weight around? Yeah. <laughs> throw it gently, though. Jane in Deerfield says, I can't believe they fired George. He was a great producer, always had the music when you needed it, was familiar with a lot of the same history as you. He filled in for you in a flash, and though I sometimes worried of his wife bashing, I'm an un unwillingly unemployed wife. He knew a lot about religion and the way he used the Bible to beat Christian arguments. I'll miss his easy banter with you. When are these sport holes going to get it? They're not. As soon as your show is over, I switched to NPR. I used to switch to INZ, but they changed to a sports format, too. Boy, they're just in a heat out there today. Yeah. Wow. They're losing money on the Dolphins and the Hurricanes. I guess we're all doomed because of America's preoccupation with sports. No, it's not America's preoccupation with sports. It's these radio stations' preoccupation with it. All 40 of them. The morons shell out tons of money to watch overpaid, steroid-soaked muscle brains throw balls around. Ask them who their representative and senators are, and you get a blank stare. Love you, and best of luck to George, says Jane in Deerfield. Thanks, Jane. She's a longtime loyal. Boy, the sirens are just foaming at the mouth out there today. Maybe the uh, Sri Lankans are at it again. Could be. Maybe I better turn on City Pulse and see what's going on here. 1,294 votes. I would change the poll, but Erica is not around, I guess. Whoop, whoop. Oh, the fake Joe Bell says, I will not run tapes when you're out. Grego will do the show in the studio. Yeah, Grego. Talk about his girlfriend's bowel movements. Here's one. Somebody said, oh, Boz Florida sends me the history of rock in Canada with 8,000 names, including Alanis Morissette. Oh, yeah. The Matthew Good Band. Sloan. Is that Steve Sloan? Could be, yeah. Brian Adams. Chilliwack. Bare naked ladies. Here. The what? Bare naked ladies. ladies is on there. Great Big C. Yeah. The Tea Party. Mother Earth. I, Mother Earth. Ooh, that was a great band from the uh, Our Lady Peace, Canadian Women. Al Anus Morissette, I already said that. Yeah, Arlegi Peace is one of my favorite bands, too. They're good. There's some good Canadian bands. The Four Lads, Paul Anka. Finger Eleven. Paul Anka wasn't Canadian. He was like lesbianese or something like that. He was Middle Eastern. He may have lived in Canada, but maybe I should, um, I don't know, forward that to Eric. Is Eric there? Let me check my computer. Oh. <laughs> well, that's right. I keep thinking. See, that's a problem. It is a problem. Well, Monday, that should be all straightened out. Are they going to have a computer for you there in the new studio? Have you been over there in the new building? I have. Yeah, I was there yesterday. And, and what's in there? What's in our studio? Uh, a board so far. This is the only thing I saw in there, a board and, uh, and furniture. A board? Like yeah. a washboard? Like a new actual digital board. It's nice. Wow. Yeah. Holy crap. That's what I said. 1,295 votes. We're going to go over 1,300 on this, and that's because we've had it on there forever. It's going to be, see, now it got up to 20, now they're saying 21. They were, before they were saying 19, now it got to 20, so now they said, oh, yeah, 21, it's the guaranteed temperature. Did they have that anywhere else you know where they have on a news station, today's guaranteed high will be so-and-so? No, and what if it's not, then what happens? Then, they, then shoot them, you know, <laughs> sue them. Well, they have some kind of a stupid contest. I don't know, if they don't, if they don't make the guaranteed high, they, you know, have a drawing and they give a bunch of money to somebody. Get a coffee cup. Yeah, a tin cup. 
Uh-oh. Province to table resolution on the crisis in Sri Lanka. Concern about the humanitarian crisis in Sri Lanka. It will also push for Ottawa to put on the pressure to help end the 25-year-old Sri Lankan civil war. Yeah, Canada is going to go in there and intervene, man. They're going to go kick some Sri Lankan ass. Yeah, it's a civil war. Oh, and there so. they are. What, are they back on university again? Oh, my God. Being live right here on Toronto's breaking news, CP24, about 12,000 protesters oh. jammed city streets from sidewalk to sidewalk, bringing everything else in the downtown core to a grinding halt. They left Queen's Park at around 5.30, taking over college, Young, Queen, and university, before finally ending up back at the legislature again about three hours later. Well, that was yesterday. They better not be out there again today. I'm going to run a whole bunch of them over. How do you like that? You're listening to Neil Rogers. Well, here we go again. What an embarrassment. What a joke. Hi, everybody. It's Britney Spears with an all-new blog update. So, my new song is doing well. In fact, let me turn on the radio here to see if it's on. All right, that was Britney Spears with her new number one song. Climb to the charts with a bullet. I got to admit, good singing for a gal with her it out. Wow, I have another number one song. Awesome. Oh, excuse me. Hello. Yeah, hey, what's up? What? You know what? Your reception is bad. It sounds like you said my tushy is fanging out. Call me back when you got better reception, okay? I'll do that. All right. Oh, you know what would be fun? I'm going to open up another internet window and look myself up on Google Earth. Let's see. Top in my address. <gasps> wow! There I am sitting on my patio. Cool! It looks like my hanging out again. Well, I guess it's time for another round of clothes shopping. TTYL, y'all! One sixteen. while well, Eric uh, showed up in there, I changed the pool. Oh, good. Here's the, and we gotta get some things out there. Like, uh, get Super Tramp off of there. Can you do that, or does Eric have to do it? I don't have a computer. Oh, that's right. You don't have a computer at all. You can't do anything. I Eric, can't do get anything. Super Tramp off of there, please. And how are we gonna add things on there if you don't have a computer? I can go in the other room, maybe, and do it, like, during the breaks. Eric can do it. Okay. Add Nickelback, Eric. Add Nickelback and Avril Levine. And who was the other one you were saying? Uh, Our Lady Peace. Who? Our Lady Peace. Our Lady Peace and Bare Naked Ladies. 1,308 votes, uh, final tally on the other one. Who's the most hateful, bigoted, ultra-right-wing radio host ever? Rush Limbaugh wins hands down your pantaloonies. 800 votes, 61.1% of all the votes for Rush. Pill Pop and Rush. Michael Savage, 258. Sean Hannity, 87. Laura Ingraham, 42. Glenn Beck, 38. Mark Levin, 35. Levin, whatever his name is. Dennis Miller, 19. Hugh Hewitt, 14. Michael Medved, 10. And Dennis Prager, 5. Wow, I'm just... I wish they'd get that AC on in here, man, so I could breathe. I got the window. I got a little little bit of air. And the drape the drape is like uh, pishing around a little bit, you know? What time are they waiting to cut it on? I have no idea. Just said late today. Oh. Cut it on? Turn it on? Mike says, at least tell Flea to stop pretending to be George and be himself. Are you pretending to be George? I don't think so. Quit pretending to be George and be yourself. I told you. Okay. Also, Mike wants to know, have you ever been on the radio with a woman? Maybe try with Lucy Lopez. I think you'd make great music together. No, I've never been on the radio with a woman. And I have no intention of being on the radio with a woman, including especially Lucy Lopez. What is their obsession with Lucy Lopez? Because George used to have her on a lot? Yeah. 
Sarcastic Sam says, Paul Anka, born in Ottawa, the capital of your adopted homeland. You're correct, he's of Middle Eastern descent. Le- Lesbianese, just like I said, I Googled it myself. Lesbianese. Says, don't ask me how I knew that. I have no idea, but I did look it up to make sure it says Sam in Boston. Well, good for you, Sam. Paul Anka, the kid with the kanka. He's from a lesbianon. Hmm. Now, did we get the uh, su- super tramp got a vote and they're not from Canada? That's just, that's pathetic. <laughs> British Telecom announces 15,000 job cuts. BT Group, the largest phone company in Britain, said today it planned to cut 15,000 jobs and lower its dividend for the first time in seven years after posting a loss in the fourth quarter because of its troubled global services division. They had a loss of 977 million pounds, or $1.48 billion, in the three months ending March 31. Everybody's broke. Nobody's got two nickelbacks to rub together. Oh, Jim Cavanaugh, please. Uh, I'm going to try to print this one out. The first one I tried to print out, which the uh, print is all funky on it, you know, like bizarre. And it came out a bunch of squares and circles, and it didn't come out like words, you know? Uh, that might be from a Mac. Is it from a Mac? Yeah, that could be. Well, I'll try it again and see. Pointy Head McGinney's talking about the terrorists, says uh, Adam Oshmock. Because of the diversity of our people in Ontario, we are connected in a real way to every region, every culture, and every faith everywhere. Every bunch of uh, we are pain blessed in the ass, with great diversity. Yeah, sure. That is our privilege. And with that privilege comes a responsibility to stand up and speak out when yeah. human rights are being speak abused, out. wherever said, speak that out. might yeah. occur. So today, on behalf of Ontarians... I urge the federal government... Oh, this one did the, the same UN. thing again. You're right, it's from a Mac. I, I could read it off the um, computer. Baron Fitz says, I can pinpoint exactly when this crap was set in motion. It was when Flea first filled in for... Uh, I doubt anyone thought it would come to this, but Joe Bell's fat little wheel started turning right then. Same thing that happened to me, says Baron Fitz. I saved vacation time for three years, took a long trip to Europe. My cheaper fill-in did a decent job in my absence, and that was the end of me. Vacations are job killers. Good luck, George, he says. That was weird. You dropped out for a second. I did? Yeah. But, yeah, I went three years without taking a vacation because that's the way it always worked in radio. Take a vacation, and you were gone. I see. I take a lot of vacations. I'm going to continue doing it. Yeah, you have a good contract. America? Not Canadian. Is America on there? On that poll? The America's band? not on there, are they? The band America? Right. Oh, it is. America's on there. Like, America's Canadian? I mean, what kind of crap is this? Whoever made this poll up? I told you we were hurting for polls. Yeah. This is one of the worst. Eric, please get Super Tramp and America off of that stupid-ass poll. Please. Pretty please. Flea would do it, but he's got no computer. They obviously were well-prepared to, uh, <laughs> to do this, as usual. <laughs> so Jim Cavanaugh sends me a second email, and once again, it's all, when I try to print it out, it's like circles and squares and Yeah, because dark. Macs don't use Word. Word? Yeah, Microsoft Word. Mm-hmm. They don't use that. Well, you can, but it's extra. So I guess I can't read even Jim's second email, which I'm sure must have been extremely important, but I'm sorry, Jim. Can't do it, Pally. Evan in West Palm Beach says, At first I thought this stuff about George's firing was just another way of putting on a show for the day. Oh, yeah. However, finding out today this is true, I'm saddened deeply. You and George had such chemistry, you complimented one another. 
Timing was perfect with all the sound bites when broadcasting. Rock solid. He will sorely be missed, and what I will miss most of all was his wonderful laugh. QAM lost a gem. They're out of their freaking minds. George, my best to you and your family through this bump of the road of life. Neil, as sad as this day is, you're doing a great job, for I'm sure this is very unpleasant for you. In closing, yours and Neil God, Evan in West Palm Beach. Yeah, it's not only unpleasant, it's grotesque and nauseating and puke-inducing. Makes my stomach ache. Makes my innards shake and quake. Oh, William says, I thought George couldn't be fired per your contract. What happened? So did I think so, William, but Norma Kant says, can't do this and can't do that. Nothing that he uh, said to them yesterday morning persuaded them to change their mind. That was, that was his, just before the end of the show, I got that. Rick says, enough about George. How about mind that bird in the Preakness? See you at Finger Lakes. I like uh, the filly. I'm sorry. I like her a lot. Is she the chalk right now? Eight to five in the morning line. Calvin Borrell, old Calvin. That's the only thing I don't like about her. I, oh, he just, I can't, he's embarrassing. Screaming and whooping it up with no teeth, you know, like an old Yahoo. He's an old Yahoo. <laughs> All the great jockeys are in there, and Calvin Borrell gets the, you know, he gets the Derby and probably the Freakness. Now, who's going to be riding a, a Mind That Bird tomorrow? Do we know? I don't know. Anybody out there know? I, I looked it up this morning to try to find it, and it still said Calvin Borrell. Unless they're doing a chariot race, I don't think he can ride them both. Because he picked the Rachel Alexandra over Mind That Turd. Sorry, Rick, I won't see you at Finger Lakes, okay? With or without the ghost of Ross Morton, I will not be there. I was there the day it opened. That was enough for me. Finger Lakes Racetrack in Farmington, New York. How, how big of a town can it be when it's a suburb of Canandaigua, which is a town of 10,000 where I went to high school? How big of a town can Farmington be? About 40 people? Maybe. It's out in the middle of nowhere. It's out on the way to the turnpike. Finger Lakes Racetrack. Eshmere Racetrack, man. 21 already. They're predicting a high of 21. It's only like, what, 125? Sunny and it's hot. It's smoldering out there, which, which is probably not all that good because they got the windows open. And it's circulating a little bit of air around, but it's sure not bringing no cold air in here. I wish it was, like, freezing out there. Did we get rid of America and uh, Super Tramp off there? Not yet, Eric. I mean, that's embarrassing. America is on there, the best Canadian rock band, their singer. Isn't that embarrassing? Aren't you embarrassed by it? A little bit. Here's one. It says, what's going to happen on your time off? What is Flea to do? Play classic rock or just talk sports? You must make it to work every day or I may go crazy, says Mulder. No, I'm not going to be here every day. I'll be here every day I'm supposed to be here. And I'm not a sports geek either. I mean, I like sports, but I'm not going to talk about sports for four hours. Good. Yeah. Please don't. I won't. I promise. Please, pretty please, don't do it. And I don't like classic rock. Yeah, there you go. You don't like classic rock and he's not a sports nerd. So there you go, Mulder. Rick, see you at Finger Lakes. You should live so long. It's like I'll see you at Batavia Downs. I'll see you at Vernon Downs with Jack Bailey, the orange man. Jack Bailey and John Munjohn. So what do you think about that fat man after dung? A real piece of turd. Oh, Neil. You're listening to Neil Rogers. Neil Rogers. Ah.
1031 at 560 WQAM on a very maudlin Thursday. Cliff and Kendall says, it sounds to me like the Sri Lankans took a page out of the Cuban exile playbook. The only problem is that after the Cuban exiles were finished rolling around on the Palmetto, the rest of Dade County, all 30 of us were so angry, they forced the police to put a stop to it. When's that going to happen here already? When are they going to, when are the uh, two passive people of Toronto going to say the police, say enough with this crap, tying the whole city up with this garbage? Where's the logic of angering your fellow residents in Toronto who have absolutely no power of any kind to influence what's happening in Sri Lanka? That's right, Cliff. There is no logic. Just a lot of... It seems to me the whole world is conspiring to make your life a living hell, Neil, says Cliff and Kendall. That's right. It's a conspiracy. Not that I'm paranoid, you understand. No. Oh, Jimmy Syphilis, who's just out of control, just a wild child, says Zeta was 100 years ago and Rose Folger isn't around anymore. He's in San Antonio, W-O-A-I. You'll never work on FM again. I'm having Ken make calls to Cheap Channel Orlando to warn against you. Your best bet is James Crystal Radio. It's over, Johnny. It's over. Retire. No, I won't. I'll keep taking those big, fat checks to the bank every two weeks, Jimmy. Jimmy Syphilitic. Harvey says, George is part of a, uh, a major part of your show for the past 19 years. We've all watched and listened to him grow to be a great professional who has done every task asked of him by both you and most management and will be missed. On your radio show, this proves to us how your agent has to be worse than any of our bosses. George, good luck in all you do. You'll be missed but not forgotten. Joe Bell is a piece of crap, and some things I wouldn't say in writing, not even to a turd like him. Hope we'll hear you someplace better than W-A-Q-M. What a queer manager Joe Bell is. Harvey. W-A-Q-M. I thought it was W-K-A-M. Wasn't that what the Big O was on? On ESPN? W-K-A-M? Yep. Attaboy, Big O. You're really doing it for us. This one says, you had mentioned earlier that revenue was down. Other than your show... Everything else is sports or bad music. Why would anyone want to support that? If someone was interested, perhaps someone would buy time. Sorry about George. Right. Well, we don't want to have a show with big numbers on here because they feel uncomfortable with that. It's, uh, you know, a lot easier to work with numbers, small numbers. Oh! The fake Joe Bell says, don't trust Lee. I replaced (laughs) George with him to fulfill my master plan of getting you off the air and accomplishing my ultimate goal, which is to try to get the QM ratings down as low as possible. I thought he already did that. He's trying. What? What? Say what? There's a little air pushing in through the window, just a little bit. And you know what? I'll take anything. First, he says, I know I already emailed earlier today, yes, but I just still can't believe it. Will you and George at least keep in touch? Yes, we will, but what, what does that mean? If he's got any news, I'll pass it along. If any of you want to bring a bag of money to him, I'll let you know where to drop it off. Here's one that says, what kind of comment has that Flea said that you have a good contract where George, what does this mean? Oh, wait till I read this. I love, I love these that are like all, you know, verbs and vowels and crap. Nouns and verbs. Why did they can George? Bring George back, says somebody. Yeah, bring him back. Wave the magic wand. You'd play the magic wand if you had the computer. You don't even have the 360 there? Yeah. Oh, there you go. How do you like that? The band America was made up of sons of American fathers and British mothers, their fathers being military personnel stationed in the U.S. Air Force in London. All three attended London Central High School. They named the band after the homeland they never really lived in, and they are not only not Canadian, they are something, says Stace. You hear those sirens coming again? Yeah. What's going on over there? 
Wow. Technical problems at Google are preventing an unknown number of people from using its Internet search engine, email, and other services. How do you like that? <coughs> In a Thursday post on its website, the Mountain View-based company reports that a small subset of users has been able to get into the email accounts. Without elaborating, Google says the email trouble might be affecting other services as well. I've Googled today, no problem. Multiple messages posted on Twitter. Now, let me ask you, are you still Twittering? Just for the station. Oh, God. Why? Because they want me to. They what? They want me to. They want you to do what? Twitter for the station. If they wanted you to stand outside and put your foot up your ass and stand in the middle of Ives Jerry Road, would you do that? Mm. For free? Oh, for free, no. Boy, you are easy. Leonard says, what kind of comment has Flea said that you have a good contract? We're George today. We're George today. Not there so much for a good contract. Boy, this is so illiterate. If it was Joe Bell, wouldn't there be a contract put out on him? Yeah, that's something. <laughs> that's something to think about, you know what? Although, why waste the bullets? Jolly yeah. Joe Bell. He's been getting some uh, nasty emails, that's for sure. And well-deserved. You would agree with that. Mm-hmm. What did you say? What? He said, mm-hmm, very quietly, though, under his breath, mm-hmm. I'm just trying to keep Meaning, my job. Yes, yes, well-deserved, yes. People are pissed off. You didn't expect that? Oh, I did, yeah. So why are you surprised there's nasty emails? I mean, but they're nasty. They're great. They are really nasty and crazy. Yeah, that's right. Well, a lot of nasty, crazy people out there. One guy started it out by calling him the C-word right off the bat. He did? Yeah, same guy that called him a douche nozzle. Same guy called him a, a douche nozzle? Mm -hmm. I didn't get that one. You got that? I, I, I saw a copy of it, yeah. How did you get it if you have no computer there? Oh, that was that was yesterday, I think. Oh. Ned in Miami Beach says, would you please give us, late listeners, a recap about what happened to George? Late listeners, a recap. He's fired. He's gone. In spite of all my efforts and Norma's weak efforts to uh, protect him and keep him around, he's gone. Fired. Unceremoniously after the show yesterday. Give us a recap. Oh, my God. Anthony says, I've been listening to you for many, many years. Now that I've learned George sleeps with Luca Brazzi, I want to vomit. He made many days with and without you. Very enjoyable. Flea, they make, they make powders to get rid of you. <laughs> Flea powder. <laughs> it says, he will truly be missed. Neil, this must also suck for you. It'll never be the same again, says Anthony. That's correct. All due respect to Flea, it'll never be the same again. George was, uh, he was a part of the show. Yeah. He oh. was like my left arm. Or my right arm. My my big toe. So what am I going to do about my lower back pain, by the way? I don't know. I'm not going to go have that. What? That's got to be stress-related, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure of it. I'm falling apart, thanks to Joe Bell. You're a killer, Joe. And you already warned me about that. Today, on behalf of Ontarians... I urge the federal government and the U.N. to take what steps they can to bring this conflict to a peaceful end. Right, to get these bastards off our streets. You got it, Dalton, you jackass, you simpleton. But the politicians here, man, they're all like like uh, vanilla pudding. You know what I mean? Yeah. Very bland, very boring, very ineffectual, very, very weak. Oh, Neil! You're listening to Neil Rogers.
Okay, 143-1702-560-WQAM. <clears throat> it's crazy in here. I've had so many people walking in this morning or today just saying, oh, is this real? Is it real? Is it real? Curtis was just in here. And he goes, did that really happen? I'm like, yeah, George is really gone. What part of uh, George got fired yesterday don't they understand? What, don't what, what, what word don't they get? I don't know. And didn't we prepare them with three days of all the gnashing and, and the, the futile attempts to try to save George's job? Didn't, didn't that uh, penetrate their brain at all? No, they're like uh, the people on the outside thinking that it was a uh, radio all shtick. All big shtick. Huh? Yeah. We don't do shtick on this show. If you listen to the show for more than five minutes, you know we don't do shtick. Although in some cases, shtick it. Like Jimmy Syphilis. Didn't yeah. I just read his latest uh, ranting and rambling? That guy. God. Crap. Francisco says, I know how B said George was untouchable. Yes, if only he was best friends with Clarence. If he was Clarence's, um, if I was Clarence, I'd be more worried about doing my job than making sure my fat, untalented friend stays on. Your job ain't safe, Clarence, says Francisco. Start doing it. Your ratings other than Neil are in the can. They're in the can. You ready for that? In fact, maybe that's where I'm going to go now for a few minutes, in the can. You going to Joyce? No. no. Just hang out in there for a while. <laughs> Paul Smith, who's usually with a religious fanatic crap, you know, phony, fake. Yeah. I know I usually rip you and George and ask for the dumbass stuff you say and do, but I'm really sad to see George go where he drives me nuts with religion and his music. He was a part of the show. So give me a day or two to go back to ripping you. I'll never speak ill of Joe Bell, but Joe, you screwed up royally, you ass queen, later here in paradise. Says Paul Smith, fake. Not that there's any fakers on the emails, you understand. No. Now here's one. This, this, this just, I don't know whether to laugh or cry. Carney Lansford says, condolences, man. Let me know if you need anything. George, if you're listening, keep your chin up. When I was down and out without a job, I put you and George on my references and got hired. I will forever owe you for this, so if you need anything, let me know. What does that mean, if you need anything, let me know? George could use about $70,000. Yeah, George could use a big bag of money. If you need anything, let me know. I mean, I don't want to be ungrateful or whatever, but it just sounds so gratuitous to me. It sounds so insincere and gratuitous and fake. You know what I mean? Yeah. Fake. Not that we get fake emails or anything like that. Mm -hmm. I want you to make sure that you understand that. Mike says, now that George is gone, how will your summer schedule work? Will Flea be filling in? Yes. Is Flea ready to work the summer schedule, or will best of tapes be played? Or will you have to work all summer long? No. <laughs> no tapes. No tapes, and I'll be here Tuesday and Thursday. And I'll try my best. So, Eric, let's see, to get rid of the, um, who was it we wanted to take off of there? Super Tramp. Super Tramp. You get rid of them. And America. Nice going, Eric. And who else? America. And America. And add Nickelback. Group. What? And add Nickelback. And add Nickelback. Well, he got the whole long list on here, okay? Okay, good. Now, I don't know if Nickelback is on there or not. You, you can, well, you, you could peruse it if you had the Yeah, they are on there. Okay, good. He's got the list of every Canadian the singers, every um, disc jockey, everybody who was ever born or ever sang a note, including Paul Anka, who is lesbianese. Rush is winning, by the way, with 18, Neil Young, 12, Guess Who, 7, Man Murray, 5, Gordon Lightfoot, 3, one each for Alanis Morissette, Brian Adams, Steppenwolf, Paul Kanka, and the Posies. Everybody else has got none, the Big O. Big O will be here, too, by the way, in spite of popular demand. Yeah, he just popped his head in here a second ago. What did he say? He looked to see if George was there? Yep. So even he don't believe it, huh? Nope. And I just got a text that says, uh, pass to Neil, Joe Bell equals Pete Bulger. Yeah, same, the assassin, same same mentality, destroying everybody's life. Yeah, I worked with him in Clear Channel. Did you really? Peter Bolger. What yeah. a bastard he was, oh, to, yeah. uh, Pete Bolger. Little midget. M midget? Yeah, he was a midget. He was a midget brain, man. Yeah. 
The, the best thing that happened on Zeta is when the show became so popular and so successful and the ratings became so high, is I just, I just grew the cojones to tell him to go to hell. So when he tried to give me a music list of what music to play, I just played whatever music I wanted to play. And we, and we kicked big, fat, smelly ass on that show on Zeta, let me tell you. You want to look at a rating book, go back, 1988, I think it was. Go back to those books. Double digits in every good demo, 18 to 34. Even teens, we kicked ass. What was the format? What do you mean, what was the format? It was, it was a rock? talk show with a little bit of music. But what, did you play, like rock music? Yeah. Me and the Bird and Captain Dave Caprita. What was the format? You're producing the show, and you're asking me what the format was of the show back on Zeta? Well, that's a long time ago. I didn't know that's if you did It's a long music. time ago, baby. It's over 20 years ago. Yeah. We even had a few of our own jingles. You can tell you've got it made when you've got your own jingle. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I'm desperately trying to find it. I'll find it. Here it is. Neil wakes me up in the morning. <laughs> Neil wakes me up with a smile. With a smile, yeah. being the bird rest in peace oh what you did to the bird did you say to the bird all these experts out there even going back back then everybody who ever listened to a radio show for five seconds or longer is an expert on it on the people on it their lives what they should do what they shouldn't do all these things you know that don't you mm -hmm. so what do you got planned for the summer you and uh, cordis oh i don't know yet i gotta give it some thought i guess yeah, you better start getting some thought. It's already May 14. Not that I'm like trying to be pushy or anything like that. But I think a month from today is my um, June vacation. Then when I come back, I'm on two days a week. You do know that all the way till the week after Labor Day. Yep. Going to be a lot of shows in there, a lot of shoes to fill. I'm a little nervous. I ain't going to lie. Are you really? Yeah. Nervous about what? Failing. <laughs> now, now, let me just ask you this. Yeah. Because for obvious selfish reasons, I'd like to get some bonus money. Sure. And I don't want to see the show go into crapper. Okay. But suppose suppose the numbers do go into crapper now that George is gone, in, in the summer especially. Because in the summertime, you're, like, largely responsible for whether you're on three days a week. Right. What are they going to do then? What are they going to say? I don't know. They're going to bring George back? Maybe. Now, let me ask you, this This next break, is it really only three and a half minutes long, or is that just my imagination? I see a spot crossed. Yeah, they took the one spot out. So, yeah, three and a half minutes, correct? Because I don't want to, like, screw up the back timing. You know, when you're in radio, you do back timing? Yeah. I don't want to do that. I don't want to, like, take away 30 seconds from the Big O Show or, God forbid, give him an extra 30 seconds. Right. Although, generally speaking, we do. We get out on time. Ask him. He'll tell you. Keep that in mind. That's one of the big things. We get here on time and we get out of here on time. In between, it's hell. But, you know. Jeff says, I'm very sad to hear about George being fired for no good effing reason. The ass clowns you work for don't realize... What they've started. Part of the reason we listen is the interaction with George and his ability to read your mind and throw in some good drops. Plus, when he filled in, he talked about things I love, too. Pot, sluts, food, good old God-bashing, music and concerts. Wow, that's good stuff. I made it my routine to listen to Howard in the morning, and you two, yes, you were up here at 10, skipping Paul and Ron, who I actually um, like because they talk about pot, sluts, food, music and concerts. They do a little God-bashing, too. 
I'll be able to listen to Paul and Ron now. Catch Howard on the West Coast feed. Not personal, Neil, but they've cut and cut and cut your show to less than a shadow. So what's the point of listening anymore, says Jeff. Well, that's nice. I can read the bedtime stories myself online and vote on the pool. In other words, he don't need me. I love you, Neil, for opening my eyes about a lot of things in life. But this is the last draw for QM. It's time for me to move on. Good luck with these ass clowns. Don't let them kill you, my lord. Good luck with the slots, too. The schlots. Long live, live long and prosper, my queen. Good luck, uh, George. Etc. Jeff's listener since 88. That doesn't sound too promising, does it? No, not really. I mean, the idea that he would sacrifice this show for Paul and Ancient Ron, that, that's pretty embarrassing to me. Yeah, they've been doing the same shtick for 15 years. And not even their own. Everybody else's. Right. Oh, APD Promotions and Marketing Director Lee Flee Feldman's been named Rogers' new producer and filling host in big red letters. Neil, how can you sit there and chat with that backstabbing ass kisser? He's a management suck up, pathetic, says Barbie. It's got in red letters Feldman worked with market manager Joe Bell, yada, yada, yada. Mm -hmm. Back in the day. Here's one. Chuck says, It's been a while. I'm awake again. Is George and the bird the same person? No. George is still alive. Here's one. It's from Peggy. Not the smartest PR move ever for firing George. Who is Flea, by the way? Here's one. It says the Posies are not from Canada. They're from Seattle, says Dave. There's another mistaken one on there. Whoever made up that stupid-ass poll. How about Elvis Presley? Let's get him on there, too. Ain't he from Canada? I think Canada? so. Yeah. God, somebody, somebody really screwed up big time. Get the Posies off there, please, Eric. Please. You're listening to Neil Rogers. Well, here we go again. It's Dave in Miami Town. You fat, you fat. At 560 WQAM. We had a quiet revolution, but not like in the past. You have to get off your fat ass for that. Now please restore our constitution as we used to do. And give us our civil right back. Now that we got rid of the neocon brown churches, the Democrats better sit down and get to work. Make the job complete. 